0: The Chumba Life is for everybody, so go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The story of Paul Pelosi, a tragedy. A man struck him in the head with a hammer. I mean, it's a brutal attack. I'm, I'm glad that he's getting better. Nancy Pelosi gave a heartfelt interview saying that this was a contributing factor into why she may retire. Or it could be that the Dem- uh, the Democrats just lost the House formally. It is now confirmed. Republicans have taken control. They knew they had control. They were already having those meetings. But now something interesting has happened. A story came out from the Today Show. They deleted it. They never issued a formal retraction. They said it just wasn't up to their standards, but didn't give an explanation. Where uh, Paul Pelosi apparently opened the door for the cops Didn't complain, didn't say there was an emergency, calmly walked back to this man and then fought him, and it's very confusing. Well, they pulled that video down. We now have a new report coming out confirming much of those details, leaving many to question why it was that NBC pulled their story. Could it be they pulled it before the midterms and now the midterms are over, the story is fair game again? I don't know, man, but we're going to talk about it because it is weird to say the least. We also have some other stories that are quite fun and, and, and funny. The Democrats are already trying to invoke the 14th Amendment to stop Trump from being able to, to run for office, which is just nonsense, insanity. And uh, Zelensky is, uh, I can only say, I guess, trying to invoke World War Three, because even after NATO said, hey, guys, that missile strike, actually Ukrainian, big mistake. Zelensky like, no, no, no. So hopefully this man doesn't drag us into World War III, but he's now being criticized by even members of NATO that that he's too overzealous and needs to calm down. We get it. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com, become a member by clicking that Join Us button, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored uncensored episodes of this show, TimCast IRL, members only, Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m., as well as the Cast Castle vlog. We are producing this uh, sitcom-style fake uh, vlog of the of the office, and it's, uh, it's it's getting better and better as we as we figure things out and improve on the show. So if you want to watch silly shenanigans, meet all of the people who work here, and watch Ian. Well, I'm, I can't describe what Ian did in that last episode because it'd probably get banned on YouTube. But it's funny. So uh, definitely become a member at Timcast.com, and also click the store, and I'll, I'll also pin this in the chat and pick up your super maga t-shirt. Look. I went on to the oh, A.I., the, the stable diffusion A.I. thing, and I said, Donald Trump going Super Saiyan, and it <laughs> made this. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Wow. And so we decided to make it a T-shirt, Kamagamaga, and it's Donald Trump going Super Saiyan. No joke. That's an A.I. generated image. That's, I thought that was really cool. It's really good. so. If you want to get Donald Trump going Super Saiyan, I noticed a lot of people were sharing the image and I'm like, cool, I'm glad I ran, I typed something random into an AI image generator and now people are having a good time with it. So uh, pick that up uh, in the store and I'll also pin it in the chat for you guys to see. Joining us today, uh, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. Uh, um, You can, uh, yeah, joining us today, we're gonna get into it. Joining us today to talk about a whole bunch of stuff is Michael Graves. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, who are this you? This is awesome. Thanks for coming, man.
2: Uh, well, um, um, my claim to fame is I joined the Misfits in 1995, left in 2001, and continued my musical journey onward. Um, gleefully canceled in 2004 for a host of things, including saying the word Jesus. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I know. Blasphemy. I know. I know. It's in a terrible Hollywood. Thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, my family's very upset with me. Uh, but yeah, you know, my my, I'm like the Forrest Gump of music. So there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, that's who I am. You I'm did a great, music you, man.
1: You do great work. Misfits are awesome, by the way. So, Thank you. Super excited to have you here. This would be Thank fun. You. We also got Luke wearing a shirt with Karl Marx on it.
3: Hey, guys. Um, as you know, my family barely survived communism. That's why today I'm wearing one of my favorite T-shirts. It's it's wonderful to wear at, at hippie, uh, yuppie areas. You see the barista, see the shirt, you see the glimmer of hope and happiness, and then he reads the quote on the bottom. That says, gives me that by some homeless guy, uh, which is a t-shirt that is awesome. If you want to experience this amazing moment with your fellow baristas, you could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Because you do, this is why I'm here. And this is definitely worth uh, a real-life troll that is really fun to put on the yuppies i like that a lot gibbs give me that gives me that <laughs> give me
4: debts <dads.
3: laughs> uh hey guys i want to
4: echo what tim was saying about cast castle it's awesome we this last weekend i shot with corn Nemick. we shot over the weekend uh hilarious episode if you know, know Corin Nemec from Stargate SG-1, Parker Lewis, I mean, he was on the show last week. The guy's amazing, and it was really fun to make. The week before, we did a hilarious long-form, longer-form one about a chess tournament you were going to want to see. So if you haven't signed up for that yet and got a whiff of this stuff, you get involved. It's freaking hilarious. It's a joy to be a part of. And Wesley's a genius director. He's really easy and fun to work with. I'm looking forward to making more. Uh, and there uh, I'm Ian Crossland You know that See, so, yeah. What's up dude
2: Oh look who's back Hey what's up YouTubers I'm still here I'm still alive Nothing crazy happened Don't worry about it I'm at surge.com as well by the way
1: Let's get into this first story Wow Bay Area NBC station is running report questioning the circumstances of Paul Pelosi's hammer attack, which include the same details as today's show segment retracted for inaccuracies and left star reporter Miguel Alm- uh, uh, Alm- Almaguer, as I pronounce it, suspended. This is particularly interesting. They say NBC News is under mounting pressure to explain its actions after suspending star reporter Miguel Almaguer over one of his today's show segments on the Paul Pelosi hammer attack. It took the action despite a second report on the company owned and operated NBC Bay Area station that repeats many of the same points in Almaguer's report. They're going to mention that NBC removed the footage from its website hours after anger November 4th. Now, we do have another report from, from uh, Fox News. And this is what they mentioned that's very, very uh, interesting. I want to read this one NBC News national cons- uh, correspondent reported on November 4th. For, today, for for the, uh, the, the Today Show, that police didn't know they were responding to the Pelosi residence. Pelosi opened the door for police but didn't attempt to escape or declare an emergency and even walked away from law enforcement and toward his eventual attacker. They go on to mention, last Friday, exactly one week after Almaguer's report was mysteriously retracted with little public detail, NBC San Francisco local affiliate which is branded as NBC Bay Area, aired an explosive report with highly similar details indicating Pelosi opened the door for police and didn't immediately attempt to escape. So, the initial story, someone broke into, Paul, into the Pelosi residence, screamed, where's Nancy, in his underwear with zip ties, and struck Paul on the head. Now, uh, that, then turned into, he okay, he was actually clothed. Okay, a third man opened the door, but we don't know who it was. They changed the story again. And now, the Today Show comes out and says, Paul Pelosi opens the door, doesn't try to escape, walks back to the guy who says there's nothing going on, and then who strikes him. And now the story is being confirmed, after, after the, uh, or again, I should say, after the Today Show retracted, uh, not even formally retracted, just deleted the video. I have to wonder. What really happened? Of course, the, the theory from the right is that it was a late night either drug deal or love romp gone wrong, and the police responded, and, you know, lovers quarrel of some sort. Mm. I think drug deal makes more sense, which is why they're, they're you know, look, it's 3 a.m., Paul Pelosi's like, send in the crazy weirdo guy who's got the drugs, fight breaks out over cash or something like that. Who knows? Or maybe the police didn't know they were responding to Paul Pelosi's house. They opened the door and they attacked Paul Pelosi because he was in his underwear and they assumed it must be a crazy guy or something. Maybe the cops are the ones who hit him and then they're trying to cover up their story. I,
4: I feel like if the cops hit him, we would be seeing like uh, defund the police part two. Right. Nobody now. knows what happened. Well, it sounds like yeah. two drunk dudes at a bar. Like, just, you know, people can get belligerent late night when they're both really hammered and they don't even know what they're talking about. The one guy just gets angry and then they're like, and then they just start to bump into each other like. That's what it sounds
3: like David and Paul were doing. Well, personally, I'm just sick of the speculating. I don't want to speculate anymore. Release the body cam footage. Release the surveillance footage. Then we could actually know what happened here. Otherwise, you don't give the government any benefit of the doubt. We're talking about career criminals who parade themselves around like some high-level politicians and officials. They're not these people are up to some really nasty stuff. We're talking about so much corruption within the uh, Pelosi family. We're talking about so much money that they earned off of America's back. They're probably, you know, when, when it comes to government officials and people connected to them, we should always think the worst possible scenario. Always go with that until we actually have some actual evidence. They were doing unspeakable things to small babies. They were sacrificing children. Let's, let's, let's just go with that. If we're going to be speculating what happened here, let's think of the worst thing because we shouldn't be giving government any kind of credence, any kind of leeway here. And uh, with this story being so crazy insane, they were doing god awful things to small babies. That's it.
1: <laughs> I just assume the worst, I guess. Yeah,
3: a- absolutely. Yeah. And you should with government because what, what government does is probably usually a lot worse than what we actually know actually really happens. But Paul's not government, he's only government adjacent.
1: Government adjacent. Well, uh, that, that's just as bad. That's, Ed, that's
3: just as bad. How, <laughs> how, how did he make all of his money? Yeah, really. Because of his connections to, to government, obviously. Allegedly. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Alle- allegedly. It's not, even, it's not even alleged. They make better calls on the stock market than Warren Buffett, okay? You don't get that lucky. It's impossible to be that lucky like the Pelosi's have been. So, come on. We, so so we maybe, know what it is. Maybe this guy
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This
1: DePop guy was his inside source on Wall Street. And that's how he was making his money. And he was
4: telling him to invest in FTX. And Paul was like, no, you screwed
2: me. (laughs) That's the problem (laughs) is is that we're we're able to speculate (laughs) on this story. We're able to sit here and try to figure out what happened. And how did everybody get in their underwear, and why weren't the cops there? And the third in line to the presidency, there's... How did there's everybody just,
1: get in their
0: underwear?
2: Yeah, <laughs> where, where where did the hammer come from? And I can't believe that nobody is selling hammers online, like the Paul Pelosi hammer. Uh in, but I digress. and it, it Right, yeah. <laughs> and it help you win a chess match, perhaps, if you, the, if you <laughs> deploy go. it correctly. It's some insider humor tumor yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, but that's the thing. All of this speculation could be over with if if the government released the body cam and and released the actual information that is out there and give us the clear story. But what's, and we are not getting the clear yeah, story because what
1: this is Paul once Pelosi. again. Is this an excuse for Nancy to retire and try and score points? Like. I don't understand it seems what to me happened like it, that they're trying to cover it up.
2: It really seems to me like it was something that went wrong. Like you said, maybe it was a bad drug deal or they, they were getting weird together. Who knows? Yeah, and, then, yeah. and then the cleanup team came in. They were just like, all right, how, what are we going to do? We got we to make this look like something. And then the, the, the script writers came in and, and said, all right, well, let's make it like this. Because yeah. think about how much power is being wielded by these people.
3: And many times Hollywood does work with the Pentagon when it comes to scripting narratives. We have seen time and time again, something happens in Iraq, and they're like, okay— what can we say actually happened? What really happened? Those are two completely different things. How can we use this event to and change it for the best PR purposes? We saw that with Jessica Lynch. We saw that with mainline Hollywood directors and producers getting involved and saying, you know what? This story of, of the Iraqis taking her to a hospital and trying to help her doesn't really fit our narrative. Let's send in the tanks and let's say that they were holding her hostage. Again, they made so much things up when it came to, to, to war. They make so much things up when it comes to just our everyday life, everything from them should be seen as fake. Nothing should be believed by government or the authorities until we actually have some real life evidence that we could back up their statements on because they are pathological liars, satanic individuals, some of them that do awful things that we can't even imagine how terrible they are. I'm
1: Okay, you know, I'm sitting here and I see this story and it's a crazy story and I'm trying to figure out why whatever it is they're doing matters so much they don't want anyone to know about it. You're know, like like they suspended a star reporter from the Today Show for reporting what now sounds to be fact. What is so important about this moment that this incident that they don't want us to know about it that's this is the crazy thing because I kind of look at this and I'm like, whatever Paul Pelosi's doing, I don't care about, right? Yeah, but to go to this degree, it th- sounds like something they were doing must have mattered uh, yeah, like politically I, or something I,
2: I think I think it's it's an effort to to fend off what these who these people really are the depravity they just don't want their true colors to to show even though we all know it obviously this man It it abuses some sort of substances or something going on These people are not on the up and up. At least booze.
4: Yeah. From what we know about publicly on the record. he got busted driving drunk like within six months ago or something. And that's a problem. If someone, especially when they're 80s, is driving home drunk enough to get, I mean, not even drunk enough, just drunk in general. I've driven drunk a couple of times in my life. It was probably some of the worst. I was like near suicidal at that period of my life, too. Like step on the gas and just wait for it to happen. Mm. Kind of suicidal. And. That is a bad state of mind to drive drunk. If someone's like if you don't have that kind of self-control where you can be like actually I have to drive, I'm going to put it down, that's indicates a big problem psychologically. So I imagine the guys got maybe obviously maybe, some problems. look the midterms. This this happens right before the midterms. Yeah. They pull the
1: story after the midterms, story pops back up on an NBC affiliate. It could just really be it makes the Pelosi's look freaky and weird. And it was bad for Democrats. Republicans were, were, were running the story that there was a, a gay love romp or something and they wanted to shut it down. So NBC colluding, you know, or, or, or seeking to help, maybe not colluding, Democrats polls the story until after the midterms. That could be it. It could really be as
4: simple as Paul Pelosi's a weirdo who does freaky things in the middle of the night. Yeah, I think that's for sure. I mean, not for sure, but I think that's the case.
2: But the connection to January 6th, see how it's, it's connected to January 6th. He walked in there and, and was saying, where's, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Yep. Where's Nancy? Oh, well, of, of course he was saying that. That's another point. That's, all, mean, the li- that's all those people are going to hear. That's all the, the libs are going to hear.
1: Like, oh. Ah! But so the question is, did they twist an existing story to make it sound like insurrection? Sure. Or did see, they fabricate yes. a story to try and win
2: points before an election? I think it's exactly what, what I said before. Something happened. The truth happened that was something that has to do with depravity. Nobody broke into that house. Nobody just broke into that house, started walking around with a hammers, held up in the bathroom. That's craziness.
1: Know, it sounds, the you story know? keeps changing. So at this point... I'm not inclined to believe what their version is. Yeah. And the fact that Paul Pelosi was not threatened when the cops answered the door, and that's the new detail now being confirmed, Beca- You
2: know, uh, cl- clearly
1: he knew this guy. Knew
2: this there's there's got to be cameras in that house, there right? Is, if that, if that dude was yeah. running around in his underwear going, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? We would see it over and over and over. Yeah, that's true. That For, their, for their
3: propaganda purposes, they would, of course, weaponize that footage and, and have it everywhere so we couldn't ignore it. We, we would have to nothing. see it everywhere. And we saw the corporate media after this being like, it's the conspiracy theorist that, the pro- that are the problem here they're the ones that are crazy they're the ones that we have to stop they're the ones that we have to go over we have to make sure that people can't be able to speak to each other and now they're punishing journalists like this miguel reporter by the way this reporter uh miguel alamargar hasn't tweeted since november 4th he's the one that got suspended for originally reporting the story which we talked about on this show that was specifically based on police sources what's happening to him i want to hear from this guy miguel if you're out there what's going on here? Because this is absolutely crazy what what, what kind of story you're involved I'll in. I'll tell you about conspiracy theories. There's There was a
1: tweet. I, I can't remember who... I saw this as a vi- verified Twitter account saying that uh, Putin is pushing an insane conspiracy theory that the missile that hit Poland was Ukrainian. We can't allow Russian disinformation, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, turns out, even the West is now saying exactly that. So we'll definitely get into the Ukraine stuff in a minute, but I just want to point that out. When they come out and they're like, it's a conspiracy theory, don't believe it. Typically, that means you know, I better look into that yeah. because uh, I, you can't believe these people. But uh, I, I think politics may have played played a role. Let's jump into the next story because I think it's funny that the lead for this podcast was not Republicans take control of the House, NBC News projects. So it is now formally confirmed. We we, we knew this was going to happen. That's why we were all saying, yeah, yeah, we get it. Republicans won the House. But now it's formalized. There's no recounts. Nothing's going to change. The only question now is how many seats will the Republicans actually gain in the end of this? It's looking like 219, but it could actually be a little bit more depending on recounts and we'll see. But uh, I just want to point out, this is massive. They're already talking about investigating Fauci. And, we, and the lead for this show is like Paul Pelosi has weird, you know, lovers, tryst, romp, hammer, attack or something like that. Because I kind of, well, I guess, I guess we kind of knew the Republicans were going to take the House. But the question that I guess for everybody else
4: is, how excited are you on a scale of uh, 1 to 10? I am 3 only because when I think of this issues and what we're going through right now, we've talked a lot about left and right and blue and red, but I'm starting to think it's actually like um, an economic plan that's happening right now. It's it's very um, complicated. There's lots of people with lots of different ideologies making moves and trying to take control, and they want us to think that it's a binary thing between them and us. But really, it's a bunch of different economic pressures. So this stuff is kind of like the mask that we are talking about that was is being created, in my opinion, by the villain. If it's a villain, you know, if there's going to be a villain,
3: maybe I'm the villain. I don't what, One know to it. ten, how, how, how much I'm excited for the Republicans? Is that what for, you're asking? For, for
1: them, t- for, for them gaining control of the House.
3: Zero. I don't think it's going to matter. I didn't, I didn't give barely, you, a, I didn't
1: say zero to ten. I said one through ten. Luke, come on. Zero, <laughs> 0. 0.
3: 0.1. He won't do it. Come one. They're not going to change any. This is not going to do anything. And the Republicans have been. You don't pathetic. think they're going to go after have, Fauci uh, in the House? Yes. Like I, they, could, they have subpoena power and investigatory power. I'd be very surprised if they do. I.
1: They've hope already they do. started talking about doing. Come on. You got Thomas Massey in the House. He'll he'll do something. Rand Paul's apparently having meetings as well. He's in the Senate. I know he doesn't have the yeah. same
3: power, but. It's not looking too good. What,
1: what they, do you think? They that? did. They did choose McCarthy and and, and McConnell for leadership. Yeah. Exactly. I, so I,
2: I echo Luke's sentiment. I would go with a one. A one. I just don't think Come on. it. It just does. I, I don't think that they. I hate saying they. I just don't think that they will let us win. I, I think it, it's. It leans towards like the QAnon stuff. Like. Where you go, all right, we got the house now. We got all our people in. Here we go. We're gonna investigate. Fauci's going down. We're going after <laughs> this guy. We're coming out with our hammers. Ah, oh, touche, um, touche. You know, and and, right. and, and and once again it's setting us up for, for this disappointment when we need to be saying, looking at the reality of it. Unless well,
1: I, I look, I am I'm certainly not a one. I'm not gonna pretend like Republicans coming in. Uh, pushing McCarthy and McConnell to the top again is any kind of real victory, but yeah. 31 members of the House did reject McCarthy, so there may be some leverage from the free. I think it was mostly the Freedom Caucus that they were basically like, "Nope." Yeah, I think we'll see some stuff. Look, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, win everything instantly, but I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, it's look, it's better than Democrats doing January 6 hearings.
2: I agree, and and I think, and I'm not completely sure on the process, but. Uh, the the vote for leadership doesn't take place until January, I think, until they reconvene, and no, they, they, they did. You mean for the for party for the House? They yeah they, they I think
1: oh oh it's it's right it's nomination I think is that what happened
2: I think so no,
1: I, no 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 I think I think I think McConnell is he did win didn't he I don't know someone fact check I'm pretty sure they they've they've already had the vote Matt Gates I think maybe not Matt Gates. Um, and someone, and I can't remember who in the Senate were trying to get it postponed, saying, like, I think it might have been Hawley. I'm not sure. Yeah. Saying, like, we should wait on this, but I, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, I'm maybe, pretty I'm, sure. Maybe
2: I'm thinking of the House. It says
4: Mitch McConnell wins secret ballot election to continue leading Senate Republicans seven hours ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, from CNN.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's right? just my wishful thinking. I've got like
4: this feeling like if we're talking about the future of humanity that it's a big global project and we as Americans a lot of us are stuck in the American perspective where we're only looking at ourselves and that if we can do this then the whole world will win but like I think a lot of people in the rest of the world are looking at us like goofballs obsessed with the circus that we're in right now and like hey you know let's let's exit the circus
3: and look around sort of so so one to ten What, what are you Tim? For, for, for ex- McCarthy. Well, so... For, for McCarthy? For Mc- Come is, on, I mean, one. this is essentially what you tried to get me to answer No, to. no, no. This is why you no,
1: said no. zero. I'm excited that there's a small handful of, of Republicans who can have some pressure ability. But uh, I'll put it this way. If, if one is I'm extremely disappointed, ten is I'm excited as I ever have been, and five is kind of, eh, I'll say six. You know? Like, when you say one, you're saying, like, I'm mad about this. This is the worst thing ever. This is bad for us. Five is where you're like, meh. I I say six. I'm cautiously optimistic that the, the, the circumstances we have to look forward to with Democrats is more January 6th nonsense, waste of our time, things that no one cares about. With Republicans, it's like. Okay, I guess hopefully they'll start talking about Fauci or something. Maybe not, but whatever. The January sixth stuff is done.
3: Yeah, it's subjective because I just don't see any kind of larger solutions out there. I don't. I don't see them making life better for the average American, especially with McCarthy uh, just controlling everything. He's going to be protecting a lot of people inside of the establishment and making sure that the Republicans aren't too wild, aren't too crazy, don't make too much uh, crazy uh, moves. So, so he's there to keep everyone in line, and I think that's exactly what they're going to be doing here. And it's not like they. Have a lot of wiggle room here. They, they barely were able to win this. So as far as my optimism in politics, it's none. My optimism is with the people of the United States. It's with local officials, local individuals taking charge of their life and being responsible for themselves rather than giving all of their power and authority and money to politicians that don't give a damn okay, about them.
1: Okay. Okay. Now, I agree on a, on a lot of those points. We have this other story from TimCast.com that goes along with this. House Democrats maneuver to stop Trump's 2024 presidential bid. House Rep cites the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause as a basis to deny return to high office. This is what we have to look forward to if the Democrats retained control of the House. That's a good point. They'd be just going, the 14th Amendment, man, they'd be banging on the walls. We we, we ought to pad the walls to help them out.
3: You you think they can't get a a Republican to flip in the House? I think they can. I think they still could go forward with this, and then they just go to the Republican and be like, you know that— Trip you made to that island? Do you know those videotapes we have on you? <laughs> you, you are, are you going to vote with us, or do you do you want some larger expose on TMZ? What do you want there? Or they'll go to McCarthy, be like, look, McCarthy, we'll we'll give you you know something. We'll give you a little bit, but we want to make sure this happens. McCarthy would be for this. We got to understand this. Yeah. The old Republican Fair base point. would be for this. So. So this is why, again, I, I don't have a lot of hope Yeah, in this. right. And, and, and yep.
2: meanwhile, they have the media in their pocket. And so as they're doing that, they're churning out the narrative, and they're just once again corralling the truth, which puts us in a very difficult position when we have things like nuclear war, what's happening with, in the medical side of things, what's happening to, to all of us, our country, is being destroyed
3: by the Democrats Agreed. and Republicans. By both sides. By both yes, parties. It's a right. duopoly. It's a two-party right. system that, that pretends to be fighting each other most of the time. Sometimes they really do fight, but most of the times it's all pretend. It's all WWE. It's all mm. entertainment. But, it's all uh, but, showmanship. But, but
1: that feels a little archaic to me. I mean, I, I agree mostly, but since Donald Trump got into office, we started seeing a whole bunch of Libertarian and America First candidates. I'm not saying they overlap. They're, they're, they're both anti-establishment factions. The House Freedom Caucus, where Ron DeSantis, I, I believe he helped found it has been pushing back and expanding within the, within the Republican Party. So that's what I'm looking at. Obviously, I'm not excited for Mitch McConnell. N- no one likes this guy. This is the funny thing. I pulled up the civics polls and went through every single demographic. Not a single demographic views him favorably. Not even Republicans. Right. So how's, this guy, how's
2: this guy leading the charge? Because there's, they're, there's, they're
3: all cowards. Exactly. And there's a the reason FTX was donating not only overwhelmingly to Democrats, but also to the GOP.
5: With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: People don't forget a lot of when it comes to this larger FTX story, which is I think very important. You, you don't just see the the Democrats being bought off here. You see about 23 million dollars going specifically to the Republicans as well. So a big money plays a lot of influence in our politics. And we have to understand, once we get rid of that influence, once we we get rid of that money, then we could actually have some real conversations. But at the end of the day, these representatives aren't representing us. They're representing a special interest that bought them off, paid them off, and they're going to be doing their bidding no matter what. And there is some infighting, sure. But but even before that, there was the Tea Party. There was essence of people saying, this is crazy that we're dealing with these two parties here that are controlling our dialogue, that are controlling our life. We need to stop this because this is how they fool and kid everyone to vote for the lesser of two evils while always presenting evil. And I, Look, I'm just sick of it. I'm not going to sit here and defend
1: the GOP leadership or their party or anything like that. I'm only excited for the small faction of like the Freedom Caucus and the people who are actually pushing back. Obviously, the fact that they've chosen McCarthy and McConnell for leadership, it, it shows you exactly where this Congress is going to be. And it's unfortunate, but that's reality. You're going to get a whole bunch of Republicans saying, like, "No, now, now we can't go off investigating Joe Biden because we're going to take the high road mm-hmm. and just let him do whatever they want." Or yeah, we- it's going to be more like, "We we got to take the high road on this and not investigate. Heaven help me if they find out how I was involved."
2: Yeah, there there, yep. there definitely are a, a lot of of good people that are making inroads that have been elected that that are uh, making decisions based on the the right things and not. That videotape coming out of that trip you made last week, or how much money they're going to get, or um, things like that—they're working for their, you know, the treasure here on Earth. You think there are people that are
4: have actually good intentions and aren't bought off?
2: I think so. Sure, somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene—I think, yeah. you know,
4: Thomas Massey, yeah, sure,
2: both independently I mean the house, wealthy,
4: the I think too. They came. Marjorie already had a successful business when she ran. I think Thomas also. Uh, sure I don't is. think Thomas Massey is rich. Okay, I don't know what his sister's got like situation a farm. Was. Yeah, he, he's
1: a... MIT, he built a, the
4: the cluck capacitor. That's yeah, it. Yeah, the chicken thing. <laughs> an inventor. <laughs>
1: yeah. My, My friend, friend has inventors. one of
3: those in New Hampshire, Jane and he's an awesome human being. He, he, build, he builds cluck capacitors. They're incredible. It's
4: nice. I, I said this before on the show. I talked to Thomas Massey after he was on the show last time, and he was like, dude, Congress is... It's like a... I, I don't know how he exactly described it. He's like, it's like a fraternity. It's like a... Not a fraternity, but like... It's like high school. Like yeah. people emotionally yelling <laughs> yeah. and like, I'm not going to talk to that bitch, you know, like that kind of stuff. And he's like an engineer scientist and is like, we, this is insane. We need more <laughs> science. We need uh, more engineering. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, wow. But you know, you do it anyway. Cause you know, you, you're called to it
1: for
2: whatever, okay. re- for whatever reason. But let
4: me ask you guys this on a scale of one to 10,
1: how excited are you that Trudeau is not our leader? We have the story from the Daily Mail. President Xi humiliates Trudeau as he is caught on camera tearing strips off Canadian PM that their conversation at the G20 has been leaked to the papers. It's not appropriate. This was the the most epic cringe I've seen. And, And let's be real. So in this video, Trudeau is trying to talk to Xi Jinping. Cameras pop up. And man, Trudeau looks weak. It looks like a mouse staring at an elephant. Xi Jinping won't even look at his face. That's how little respect he's giving them. I get it. Canada's a small nation. Xi Jinping's probably like, why is this guy thinking he can talk to me? But talk about humiliating. I don't know. Did you guys see this one?
4: Yeah. It's uh, definitely an example of a language barrier.
3: Poor, poor Trudeau, uh, <laughs> the poor guy. I mean, he, he probably had his socks ruffled from this interaction. That's probably the most confrontation he got in his entire life. And th- this is sad for him, mainly because he loves China. He, he talked about how he adored China, being able to yeah. change the economy on the dime. He, 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 he adores guys... what China is doing and is replicating those same policies inside of Canada, of course, uh, imprisoning his protesters, debanking people who dare speak out against him disarming the local population there and now of course offering euthanasia to of course the poor people there and the depressed people there who does that what kind of political leader does that Despotic leaders, and when he was looking to G, his 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 beautiful overlord, that he wants to replicate all of the policies, he just got smacked down right in the face, and it was it was incredible to see the body language there because it said a lot. And when G told him off, you see you see Trudeau be like, uh, I hope you have peaceful, rational discussions in the future, and, and then and then G's like, what? And then he walks off like 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 Forrest Gump. It was pathetic. It was sad, and it shows you how weak a lot of these individuals are that do create the bad times that we have to live through.
4: It's kind of like when someone raises a pet alligator. Some people are like, "I'm going to have the most dangerous animal's pet," and then one day the animal grows up and bites them in the leg, and like, and they have to euthanize the animal, and, and you just see the like the disbelief and sadness in the owner's face, like, "This can't happen." Guys, <laughs> this guys, can't guys, this, when the monkey guys. ate that woman's face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> this. I, I feel really bad for Trudeau. I do. I, I feel a deep sadness. It reminds me of that time that, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if this story is true because I'm having trouble finding source on it, but it's uh, Elon Musk was asked about Neil Armstrong criticizing him and Elon cried because, you know, Elon really looked up to Neil Armstrong, had this dream of, of, of expanding the, the space program and all that stuff. And to hear, you know, that one of your heroes was mocking or criticizing you must be so brutal for, for, for Trudeau to finally get to meet his hero only to be just poo-pooed and shoot aside. must have been truly devastating for the man. Absolutely.
4: What was it exactly that happened that caused this conversation? Did you guys hear, like, something
1: was leaked.
3: So Z was mad because they were supposed to be having private conversations between them. The topics of those conversations was leaked to the Canadian press, obviously from Trudeau, who didn't keep his word and and promised to keep conversations secret and private between the two. So this is also something that Emmanuel Macron did to Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin was also mad at him because Emmanuel Macron had a documentary film crew recording some of the conversations that they thought was private, that they thought wasn't going to be discussed to the general public, and they were talking very frankly. And this shows you that Trudeau wasn't a man of his word, wasn't a man of honor, because they agreed, hey, what we say here stays between us. It didn't. It was leaked to the media by Trudeau.
4: And then Trudeau's like, As- Trudeau leaked it.
3: Uh, someone in, in the Trudeau administration, if not Trudeau
4: himself. Yeah. And then Xi Jinping was like, yeah, it's not cool. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. it was like, yeah, that's not cool, dude. And then Trudeau was like, we like to have open dialogue and make sure. And Xi Jinping was like, buzz off. And like, just turns and like, walks <laughs> off like, what is he talking about? Open dialogue. That's not a concept that I'm familiar with. No.
1: I just want Someone should take that, that interview of Elon Musk crying and deep fake Trudeau's face on it. And then have the interviewer ask the question like, you met your hero, Xi Jinping, and he was critical of your, your efforts. How does that make you feel? And he's just like... <laughs> like he, really,
2: he really cried, huh? Elon? It's, yeah.
1: So that's the story that I read. I remember seeing it a while ago. I mean, I actually... I feel for Elon in that regard. It was, I guess the story was back in, uh, uh, you know, at the beginning of SpaceX. Yeah. Neil Armstrong was critical of Elon Musk's attempt at a private space uh, uh, business. And then at some time later, after Neil Armstrong, Armstrong died, Elon was asked about it. Huh. And Elon... Apparently, a, a big hero of his was Neil Armstrong. I mean, that's real. That's kind of sad. That, that Absolutely, makes feel a little sad. I know, me too. Yeah. Like hey. that's a big bummer. Imagine like being a little kid and seeing something so profound as a moon landing and space travel, and saying, "When I grow up, I'm going to change the world." Yeah. And like you look at what Elon's doing now with SpaceX and how powerful and amazing it is, and uh, Neil Armstrong's never going to see that because he died in 20, 10 years ago. And but that, but but leaving this world critical of, of Elon that's got to hurt man
2: yeah you no, so i can I understand
1: with. how trudeau feels you yeah. know being being he, shunned like this Can you
2: imagine the boot licking that trudeau is going to have to do now to get into <laughs> the good graces of the chinese or maybe king. he'll
4: maybe he'll snap back oh yeah the other night um Donald Trump, uh, this is last night, referred to Xi Jinping as the king of China, yeah. king for life, and Xi Jinping is like, I'm not the king. He's like, well, you have all the power, you're in for life, so you're basically the king. He's actually yeah. a viceroy. This is when the emperor would designate someone to become a king for life. They're actually the viceroy. They don't have familial. Um, they can't. They can't pass the, the land the onto their kid. It's upon king. death, yes. Yeah, upon death, it goes right. back to the empire, and then the uh, emperor can designate another viceroy to lead but, as the king the, instead. Uh-huh. But there's no emperor. Well, there's the, the CCP is the party is in control, and there's probably one of them. There, it's a bunch of oligarchs, I think. Sure, sure. I think I think I like viceroy. I wonder if there's
1: a better word, though, because the emperor would de- determine the viceroy. The viceroy would die, and then choose someone else. Or not. Or, or they would or, take or, the land. Or, right, right, it. or not. So it
2: doesn't have to be a, f- a family thing to become a successor. If there's
4: no emperor. And there are no secession rules with viceroys. If hmm. there's
1: no emperor, we could say viceroy, but maybe there's a better word for it. I just don't know. I mean, maybe there's a better word to describe it's it's not king, but you know, viceroy. Viceroy she. Yeah. Call him that. It's better than president. The thing about president, we talked with the, uh, I think, I can't remember who we had on, we had had some China experts, and they said president is the wrong word.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, Chairman. Chairman is the correct word. Right. But but then all of a sudden the media started calling him president for some reason. yeah. Because they're trying to normalize it, make it seem like they're trying to equate
4: what he is to our president who's elected. I heard Mm -hmm. that they changed the definition of the word president in China to make it so that what he was, and I don't want to get this wrong, did you hear anything about this? Wait, Wait, did you say Sith Lord? Yes, they changed the definition of Sith Lord in China. They they changed the definition of something. This is what I heard about six years ago so that he could now be literally called the president and it made sense. Whereas like 30 Mm -hmm. years ago, the word meant something else. Chairman,
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. So, So just to be clear, in 2013, Trudeau said that he most admires China when asked specifically which country he admires. He said, quote, there's a level of admiration I actually have for China because their basic dictatorship is allowing them to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green. We need to start, you know, investing in solar. And then he went on and, of course, saying there is flexibility that I know Prime Minister Stephen Harper, who was prime minister at the time, quote, must dream about having a dictatorship where you can do whatever you wanted that i find quite interesting that's a direct quote from justin <laughs> trudeau and from but, 2013 and then,
1: and then just about 10 years later he meets his hero and it's, it's disappointing yeah he's probably balling his with fire really. you get
3: burned you know and this happened publicly so you can imagine what happens not publicly because you could see z and the translator the translator even kind of moved out of the way when the cameras were filming so that he could get trudeau's face in the interaction that the translator was aware of the camera. He was like, we need this on tape. We need the world to see this. So this is what's happening publicly. What's happening behind the scenes when the cameras aren't there? You can only imagine how much more brazen, how much more brutal these politicians are to each other. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if she went up to, to Trudeau and just slapped him up a couple times. <laughs> hey, listen here, boy. You're going to do as I say, and, and, and she was like, yes, sir. Yes, I will. Yes, no problem. Uh, and and th- I could actually see that happening. Again, that's not my own theory. I could be wrong.
1: I wanted to do a Winnie the Pooh joke, but I don't know how many people know the Winnie the Pooh meme about Xi Jinping. So. <laughs> yeah. I think they
4: actually pulled what well, people thought, that he looked like Winnie the Pooh, and there were memes of it. And then in China, I think they banned Winnie the Pooh because... <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And any
3: mention of it on WeChat and yeah. any photos. Wow. Of it? Pretty
4: much. Yeah. Yeah, that's I the mean, thing. He's, he looks happy. Oh, Xi Jinping actually looks like a really happy, friendly guy when I see his face.
3: He does. Like I could
2: laugh it up with him. He does. He does. The
1: the most annoying thing about doing segments on China is that when I'm when I'm looking for uh, photos of individuals, you can usually see a range of emotion that uh, uh, represents part of the idea. So, like, if there's a story where it's like you know Joe Biden. says x and it's like an angry thing you could find a picture of joe biden like giving Mm -hmm. a finger wave with xi jinping it's like stone and yes stone face on every context it's just a picture of him and he's just just yeah, flat face, yeah, so like dude yeah. should play poker. I'd love yeah, to yeah, see him right. play mm-hmm. Texas Hold'em. It's they, similar. Should be like, I can't tell what he has. Putin's
4: similar. It's probably because he's like ex KGB. It's like do not show any emotion. Yeah. yeah, your job is to hold all the cards.
2: Yeah, just compartmental. It just push it all down. Just keep it all in. But you're right. You're right with Xi Jinping.
1: Have you seen then, the the montage someone made where it's all the different handshakes he's given, and the video is going through every photo really, really fast. And all the people are flickering and changing. And she is the exact same position the whole time through like hundreds of photos. The way his body is, the way his face is, the way his hand is, like
4: never changes. Yeah. Dude's a robot or something. Mm. Well, I I bet they practice that with something. Because I don't think Joe Biden, he might practice shaking people's hands, but I bet the CCP's choreographed it. Like they have like meetings and like you learn how to present yourself and Mm. how to stand and how to be like represent
2: tallness next to slouch. Quick correction. Sorry,
1: sorry. Quick correction. People are saying Elon didn't cry. He almost cried.
2: He almost cried. Yeah, yeah, I,
1: I want to make sure it clicks. I want to say if he cried, if he didn't, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. he teared up. He he was like cr- Rachel
3: Maddow when she found out Trump didn't clue with Russia. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of person, you know, cheers on and admires a Chinese dictatorship? A person like Bill Gates, who also admires the Chinese <laughs> dictatorship, who previously, just a couple of months ago, said that they were doing a great job with their zero sickness policy and, of course, also does work business with the Chinese government. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, you know, uh, what, what's it called? What, what does he do? Um, works officially uh, the thing when you give someone advice. Consulting. 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 Yeah, sorry. Uh, I I got a brain (laughs) fart. He consults the CCP as well. Uh,
1: Speaking of Bill Gates, uh, I want to pull up this tweet that I I have, and credit goes to Luke on this one, actually. I saw Luke tweet this out, so I actually went and checked, and it's true. The World Government Summit 2022, that's what it's called, has a video Uh, titled, Are We Ready for a New World Order? In it, the host, Becky Anderson, says, Are you ready for a new world order? And this. Channel World Government Summit is verified by YouTube. And YouTube added a context fact check that says the New World Order is a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. They have that tag on a video that is from from the verified channel World Government Summit. You can't make this stuff up. I'm sorry. Many people are saying we're in a simulation, we're in a sitcom.
2: <laughs> what is that duck do- called double speak where it's like you know you're holding a book of this ain't a book i mean but it's a book but it's not a book <laughs> all right it's the book but it's but it's not Th- that's so good
3: yeah two plus two equals five accept right. your reality as we tell you it is don't you dare question it we're building a new world order but we're not building a new world order because if you say we're building a new world order you're going to get punished and screwed and demonetized and downranked in the algorithm Wait, wait. and we're going to make sure no one sees your Hold videos
1: on. fact check Fact check. I have to apologize. Correction, everyone. I now recognize why I'm so wrong about this. The context provided says a conspiracy theory which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. This is overt, stated, and in your face. Not a secret. It's a different New World Order, the one, right, or public-facing right. one. Well, no, no. Quite simply put, the conspiracy theory is that they're trying to keep it a secret. No, they're straight up telling you they're doing it.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> I think that's funny. I was thinking, I almost tweeted at you last night. I don't normally tweet right at you guys, but like uh, that I think that what's happening is the global economic system is like in order to avoid World War III. This is like the th- 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 city's trap. We're gonna just transition the new world superpower to become China. And then so now they're moving. They're, they're corrupting our economy. They printed us out of a bunch of money. They really I think people really don't understand or care about the American Constitution that aren't from here. Like free speech is like, dude, I'm a, I'm a corporate executive. I don't you don't have free speech in my corporation. And if we're going to run the world like a corporation, if we have order, you know, we need to stamp down on some of these people that are thinking too freely. Um, and then there was more to the tweet. I'll come up with it later. But it's
1: how did, uh, I just how do we get to this point? You know? For the longest time, they said New World Order is a conspiracy theory. There was that meme. Uh, Seamus over at Freedom Tunes, he, he did a meme correction video. It's hilarious, where he's talking about the reverse pyramid of conspiracies. And at the top, in like their anti-Semitic, I think it's in the anti-Semitic point of no return section, this leftist wrote, New World Order is, is in this conspiracy theory bracket. And I'm just like... Yo, know, they actually have the world
4: government summit. They're telling you they're doing it. They're not hiding it. I think it's when Rockefeller and his buddies. It's not a theory. Yeah, when they started no. the Federal Reserve in 1913 on uh, Jekyll Island, they they basically were trying to run the world. They didn't ever want to get their companies broke up again like Standard Oil was by the U.S. government. They're like, we're done with this government crap. And then we had a chance to be like, Federal Reserve's busted. We're not using it anymore. Like 2007, Ron Paul was like, hey, everyone, everyone in the world, focus on this. And we kind of did. But then that was our moment to be like, all right, we're done with it. We don't need it anymore. People might have got killed, but we don't need it anymore. And uh, we didn't. We didn't do it. We just sat around, played video. At least I just sat around, played video games. I was afraid I was going to get assassinated if I spoke up. Silly me. So I just keep my mouth shut. And now I'm facing this. So we have to speak up.
2: Yeah, I think the great reset equals the apocalypse. I think when people think about the end of the world or when they think about the apocalypse, they think about great big explosion then everybody's gone and certainly perhaps i mean that 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 could be an outcome but i think that the great reset for us equals the apocalypse it's this ushering in of what we're seeing as as evil this is we're not building anything we're destroying something or they're destroying something to rebuild something that we don't recognize this postmodern this very pagan you know, this whole world sort of thing, this new system. Um, and I, I, I also, you know, you think about, again, like the Islamic religion where, where the apocalypse haps, has to come in order for their savior to come back. I think and it's, so I think it's
0: that's
1: true for Christianity too, right? Like there, there are uh, yes, they're they're cultists. Yes, absolutely. They're trying to invoke
2: revelation. Absolutely, sure. In in, in some corners of Christianity, yes, you you want to sort of root for the apocalypse for for this for our savior to come back. Um, but it just everything trends towards destruction. We're not building anything. We're not. Uh, you know, we were just talking about Trudeau and. And and what was in the news today about um, I forget what the acronym for it is is like government assisted assisted death or, or something made yeah right. I, I saw it's what? called made what is that
1: what what is that are you medically assisted something, something
2: dying yeah, yeah. Um, induced
1: death or something like that it's and it's it's a you, it's you an awful it?
2: yeah, just... awful thing um, medical w- assistance in dying yeah M A D yep. Like that's that's the that's the solution. Like there are right, people who are in they're, pain, people who are. Cause Canada's
1: doing this, I think. They, they yeah, this, and there are, there are people posting on like Tumblr and forums saying,
0: as soon as I'm 18, I'm getting it right away. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. it're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, the pod just shows up at your
1: house. Yeah. It's and like get on drama in. man. Bender, you walk in with the coin and...
3: Suicide booth. The the New World Order, it's not a conspiracy. It's something that we're going through right now. It's a buzzword used by many powerful people as a way to try to centralize more power, money, and authority for themselves. It's been talked about for a very long time, predominantly from the David Rockefellers of the world and other very powerful individuals. David Rockefeller, in his own autobiography, by the way, said, quote— This is his own words in his own book that I actually confronted him with uh, one-on-one face-to-face. He said, quote, some even believe we, the Rockefeller family, are a part of a secret cabal working against the best interest of the United States, characterizing my family and me as internationalist and conspiring with others around the world to build a more integrated global political and economic structure. One world, if you will. If that's the charge, I stand guilty and I am proud of it. David Rockefeller, his own autobiography. I asked him about it. I went I went up face to face to him. I was like, You still believe in this? Let's let's talk about this. He of course you know freaked out and was, was uh, I not. assume he always said yes. But but but, but these, but Mike, these what, comments, there's many on. of these comments throughout history. But but
1: but so let me yeah. ask this. Why is it that Rockefeller writes that in his book that George George it was H. W. Bush said, We make many we're beginning to see a new world order. And they're specifically saying a world order and a new one. There's the liberal economic order, and they're talking about launching a new one this is overt i think the council on foreign relations was it uh the website has it discussing a liberal economic order why then does the media youtube wikipedia all come out and say it's a lie and a conspiracy when they're telling us
4: they're doing it i think it's because that they that people are afraid we will establish a new world order with american constitutionalism and that could be upending klaus's dream like we have a basically the liberal economic order is is over it's done it's ending we need to pull a george washington right. Uh, socially where we say, we give the power away. We give it back to the people because we trust the world and we trust humanity.
3: T- to answer your question, Tim, it's to demoralize people. It's to show them that we're going to overtly have these plans. We're going to talk about them, but you can't talk about them because we're more powerful than you are. And this is a part of the larger kind of psyops that's being played here with the, this, this, these mind games. This is essentially a mind game saying, I could do what I want. I could say what I want. You can't. That right there is showing the true power of what the New World Order is in its essence, this kind of larger hypocrisy and abuse of power as they're using it to gain more power for themselves. I want, to st- I want to stress this point. Do not think of the phrase New World Order as a proper
1: noun. And that's what a lot of people do. They think of New World Order as like a proper noun. No, 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 no. It is break each word down to their root meanings, and that's actually what the phrase is. There is the liberal world order or liberal economic order. Ian's brought it up many, many times. We've pulled it up, the website from, I think I think it's CFR. Is that the, who, who, the Council on Foreign Relations?
3: Yeah, and there's also the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg Group. They're they, all coalescing with each other, the, and they all talk about the same right, thing, right, building and, a new world order.
1: And they have websites published on this, NewsGuard certified. And when they say new world order, what they're saying is, we're currently in the liberal world order. Now we need a new version of the liberal world order, a world order that is new, the new world order doesn't specifically refer to anything other than they want a global system of control. It is not a, it's not a secret. They've said it over and over and over again. Perhaps they're arguing the conspiracy is that people believe weird things about it. I don't know, whatever. But they're doing it and they're having summits called the world government summit. It's verified by YouTube.
3: Yeah. So there you go. And it's and at the end of the day what they're calling for is more centralization more bureaucracy, more power being held in fewer hands, which, of course, is always ripe for abuse. Whenever we have fewer and fewer individuals of, of more people, of more land, uh, of more uh, uh, things that they could conquer and subject, the, th- this is essentially a form of domination. And that's exactly why there's so much mind games to this where you can't talk about this, but they can.
4: You know, we need freedom. And I think part of this mad dash towards global governance is because because Antarctica is about to become melted and a big, giant continent that people are going to try and colonize. And when they do, there will be a global war well, that's, that's of China and America and Russia all trying to take it at once. It could destroy the Earth. Maybe. So they're trying to say, no, only one of you is going to get it,
1: But we, I we, think. Before before uh, Antarctica becomes available for, for player uh, use, the, the, the last update patch in the simulation has to occur. So that's the final story arc, which is going to be probably Trump 3, uh, three uh, Trump 3. The, the, you know, a New Hope, or, or whatever you want to call it, and then then we're going to get the the expansion pack, Earth Simulation Two. <laughs> the Antarctic campaign. Well, you can only rent the expansion pack. You
4: never actually own it.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's what you'll you'll license it. And then you can create new characters starting in the the, Antarctica continent. Really excited for this. Plus the new skill sets that are being released. I hear that journalists will get the ability to communicate via Neuralink in the latest expansion. But I I like freedom, man. I don't like the (laughs) idea that
4: cops are on the street corners watching you whenever you walk around. I don't want it. If you don't want it, then join me. Now imagine the crazy,
3: crazy insanity that you'll have to deal with when everything's online and they have control of what you see and what you say and what they don't say and what they do to you and what you can you call on and can't call out but as you said tim yeah the cfr website officially says global we're calling for global governance and they have an article on their website what is the liberal world order and they go on and explain hey we need everything in the hands of all these private uh, international corporations and banks and we need less representation we need less people being able to decide their own lives and we need that decided by central controllers
1: i, I always i always like pulling up this article From world101.cfr.org, what is the liberal world order? Because it is NewsGuard certified 100 out of 100. And it's like, how do you get that rating? And especially like CFR, they're not a news organization. Why are they rated 100 out of 100? Sure, whatever. But liberal world order, it's on their website. They say after World War II, the deadliest conflict in human history, countries sought to ensure the world never again would devolve into horrific violence. Blah, blah, blah. Here's why we did it. Here's what we're doing. So when they say we want a new world order, they're saying to advance beyond their old liberal world order. When did that yeah.
3: article come out? Because it
4: sounds like something I wrote.
3: Well, they've
1: <laughs> they've <laughs> been talking about, about
3: like... it for a very long time, ever since Zbigniew Buzinski and David Rockefeller helped fund and, and start. Uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, and they are a quasi-private, not private club. They have some public meetings, but in private, they also have big members of the corporate media. They have a lot of politicians, even weird politicians like Tulsi Gabbard, and other, of course, mainline big politicians that are a part of their meetings. They meet in secret and also talk about and decide policy openly and and uh, and and secretly.
1: Let's you- let's jump to this uh, next story, actually. And, and Luke, I want to throw this one to you if you want to want to talk about this.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is a little bit more, I mean, this, this story, I don't even know where to begin, to well, be l- honest l- you, l- let me get there's a lot then. of emotions here, but you so, can So, uh, right.
1: Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine claimed Russian missiles hit Poland and then immediately started ramping up, calling for for, for uh, uh, reciprocation, calling for more aid and more military, directly blaming Russia before too, too much was known. Now, you know, fair point, this was AP reporting it because a U.S. official said so. For a world leader to then call for an escalation of war and try and drag us into World War III is horrifying. Now we even have NATO countries saying like, yo, this dude's kind of losing it. So maybe it won't be a new world order. Maybe it will be Ukraine sparking World War III. Our foolishness, NATO, joining in the fight, getting into a war with Russia, nukes get fired. But uh, some people have pointed something out interesting. So some missiles hit Poland, right? initially it was reported that they were Russian. Everybody loses their minds. Some people said it was a false flag. Some people are now saying it was a false flag done so poorly that not even NATO could pretend it was actually Russian missiles. But if it was Ukrainian missiles that struck Poland, then do we call, do we, do we invoke Article 5
4: against Ukraine? (laughs) I thought that too. (laughs) It's up to Poland, I guess.
1: Poland's like, we declare war on Ukraine. Good, let's stop giving them money at the very least.
3: Yeah, I I mean, this is just such a crazy situation that could have escalated so fast. And thank goodness it it, it didn't. I mean, I'm from Poland. I love my country. I I don't want to see war. It's already horrible that there's war in Ukraine, that so many people have to suffer through this nonsense. And to have people try to escalate this conflict, trying to get other countries involved in this conflict, trying to expand this proxy war between the East and the West is extremely reckless. It's extremely dangerous. There's an article that I just tweeted on... uh, on my Twitter page uh, from The Independent talking about how Zelensky is certain that this blast in Poland came from Russian enemy missiles. Again, no one was certain. No one knew what was going on here. Uh, But of course, the the corporate media didn't wait. MSNBC was talking about retaliation immediately. I have an article here pulled up by the Daily Mail saying the West plots their response against Russia. Um, and, And again, we don't know exactly what happened here. As right now, the president of the United States, the president of Poland, the head of NATO are coming out and saying it actually wasn't a Russian missile. It was most likely a missile that was provided to ukraine by the west in order to act like a defense system that could have accidentally or purposefully depending on what you believe here could have been a potential false flag could have not been a flag could have been a real legit accident here but with Zelensky's comments here it really makes you wonder because they were aggressive they were hyperbolic and they're extremely dangerous not only to the people of ukraine but the people of poland the people of the world and this situation is reckless and needs to stop immediately
1: We have this article from the Daily Mail. Zelensky insists missile that hit Poland was Russian despite NATO, U.S. and even Polish president saying it was a Ukrainian air defense misfire. But all
3: agree Putin to blame for nearly sparking World War Three. Oh, how about that, huh? Well, yeah, again, Putin did start the war, and we have to understand here, his major calling card throughout all of this is like is him specific, specifically saying, there's going to be a new world order. We want Russia to be a part of this new world order. So that's one of his major stances that he's always been making as he's been calling out the West here. But this proxy war is, again, reckless. Stupid, dangerous, and and the corporate media organizations that spread fake news automatically after this didn't offer any retractions, didn't have any edit statements, didn't have any corrections on their articles. The AP literally just changed their article from Russia attacks Poland to to to, to something else. I'm I'm I'm, I'm some icing here. I'm not exactly saying the exact titles here, but you get the drift of what I'm trying to say here. That they were knowingly spreading dangerous fake news that could have started a global war. And, well, and uh, I, I
1: disagree that they were knowingly doing it.
3: They the, the, when the you don't US... know what happened, you can't automatically jump to conclusions and state it as fact. When that's the US what they did. Government when the come... stakes
2: are as high as they are. Exactly. Yeah.
3: And that's exactly what they did. They say yeah. automatically, this is it. We don't know what happened here. And you see how thirsty these are, th- these people are for a global conflict, which should be prevented at all costs here. Another thing to really consider here is the fact that you know g- governments and militaries make mistakes all the time. And it could just be a dumb sho- soldier. It could be an accident. It could be a miscalculation. And boom, we have World War III. This is why this conflict needs to be de-escalated, needs to be stopped. People need to come to the table, sit down and negotiate a peace deal immediately now before it's too late. I agree.
2: I agree that, again, the stakes really are so high with all of this. And it's become just sort of passive, like, well, something else happened today. You know, it's just a headline. But meanwhile, literally, the whole world is at stake. the the the, with nuclear war and it's and it's right on our doorstep um and again as i was saying before about about this trend towards destroying everything why why aren't we trying why aren't we investing 60 billion dollars or whatever it is in in peacekeeping efforts or trying to keep the peace and just stopping all of this whoever's dying on on both sides it's just awful. Again, it's the energy that's being created there is sadness and destruction and and just awfulness that that projects out into the world and and, and beyond in a different realm. And it just it makes everything sour and 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 leads us towards towards I wish, bad.
1: I wish it were as easy as to just say you know we shouldn't have war, but the challenge, I guess, is when you see some of the things that we've seen with. Um, ISIS, for instance, Mm -hmm. and they're not stopping and they're expanding and, and the caliphate was growing and growing and growing. At a certain point, it's like you can cross your fingers and hope for peace all you want, but dangerous people start pushing and doing crazy stuff. Now, I'm not arguing the U.S. should have intervened in the Middle East in the first place. I think U.S. intervention caused the rise of ISIS. But I use this as an example of what do you do when you see a country expand? Like China's expanding dramatically in the South China Sea. We can, be, we, 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 we can sit back and just be like, you know, well, let's just keep the peace and hope nothing happens, but they keep expanding. The same thing is true. Uh, and look, here's the issue. NATO is doing the exact same thing. So I'm not saying that there's any any good guys here, but if you're trying to be noble and honorable and just say, I'm going to do everything I can to keep the peace, mm-hmm. but the person across from you is just cheating, lying, and stealing, at a certain point, it comes to blows.
2: I'm, I'm, I understand that war is certainly a part of our existence in this space and in this realm, but I do not believe in this instance that war is, could have been averted or, or it should be averted. I don't understand why everybody, uh, our administration, our country leans into these sort of things. The anti-war effort. Where is every where is well, everybody me, that was so upset about war when it was happening in Iraq and Afghanistan? Everyone was like, yeah, the Russians are bad. Kill them all. Yeah, 2014, well, I'll, 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 uh, right
4: after the Crimea annexation is when it kicked back up,
1: all this anti-Russian well, stuff. So so I'll give you the gist, I suppose. And this is coming from somebody with no clearance, so I have no idea. But I do know that the U.S. wants control of Ukraine, Western forces, NATO, sure. because uh, Russia controls a large percentage of, natu- percentage of natural gas flowing into Europe which means that the economy of Europe is staggered by Russia. So the U.S. basically wants to take control of Ukraine, control the valves of natural gas into Europe, and then put the pressure back on Russia. Russia refuses. War happens. So I suppose um, you can argue NATO should not have been expanding the way it was. And we'd avoid war. And high gas prices is better than war. I think that's a part of it. But I
2: think. But we
3: wouldn't have high gas prices. We would have lower gas prices if we had just uh, better relations with other countries and no, no, more no, no, free no. trade. In the market, Russia was charging a lot. And so
1: Western forces tried to build a pipeline through Syria, through Turkey into Europe to compete with Russia. But Syria wouldn't allow it. Surprise, surprise. Syria destabilizes. Yeah. How fortunate. And like the point is. It's not just about the cost of the gas. It's about how much energy are we getting. So uh, they say the EU was formed explicitly to unify Europe against the growing threat of China. And they need gas, not, not, not so much just cheap, but they need more so that they can expand their economy, grow and be able to compete with the growing Chinese economy. Russia was causing problems in that regard because Russia tacitly works with China. So the US was like, we're not going after China first. Russia's the weak target and went after them. Donald Trump was right when he was like China is the bigger threat and they freak freak out because they're like, yeah, but we want to go after Russia first. So look, I don't like any of it. I don't think any of it's justified. I think it's a bunch of paranoia. And, and I understand the arguments people make about the fear of a of a multipolar world where you could potentially get World War Three. But this is what it boils down to. The liberal world order people, Do not want Russia and China to gain enough power to compete with their new world order, their liberal world order, because they fear World War Three would happen if that was the case. So they will do they will do everything they can to dominate and crush their opponents by any means. To maintain dominance because they
4: think if we're not in charge, war happens. This is what gets me though. The liberal economic order, the best thing for that, if they really want that to succeed, is to have an alliance with Russia. Russia's in the center of the world, essentially, if you're looking at China and the United States and Europe and all that, Russia's right there. Whichever side Russia goes to is gonna gain a 90 per, 60% more. Like they're gonna gain so much power. There's so much land that's hard to travel. That is like if you have can put troops in Russia, you're good to go. On a conflict. So, why would they antagonize if the liberal? So, that makes Russia me think has that has the people, GDP
3: of Italy. Okay. <laughs> but they also <laughs> control People need a lot to understand the, the context here. They control happening. oil,
4: and if they shut off the oil, like it's not just about how much
3: they're spe- co- charging, it's about are they even going to give it to you at all? But the more oil we have on the market, the cheaper the oil is. Now deliberately denying the oil makes the price of oil go up even more than it automatically would. Even if Russia was price hiking it, they would still have to compete with other markets. But right now, the the price of oil has gone up so much, mainly because of this this proxy war, this proxy conflict.
4: What gets me is I think that people are manipulating the liberal economic order to, to go to war with Russia to lose its power. And, and so that they can be like, well, see, it didn't work out kind of thing. And that there are people in the liberal economic order that are like, they think they're doing the right thing. They think that they're preserving democracy and, and making freedom. But what's really happening is they're antagonizing one of their potentially greatest allies.
1: All of this may be depressing. So let me uh, get into the good news. The good news, the white pill. I want you all to feel much better with this report. CNN head Chris Licht admits layoffs on the horizon as anxious staffers grill him during town hall. Huge nerves. Oh no, CNN's going to be laying off more people, guys. Uh Uh-oh, what's what's this story? From Deadline, Vice Media cuts around 2% of digital news and publishing staff as part of latest consolidation efforts. That's what they call it, consolidation. I call it the end of the old guard. Vice was supposed to be the edgy new media, but they went woke so fast. Now CNN is crumbling down, and I want to stress this as it pertains mostly to CNN. Donald Trump has announced he's running for president. CNN has been brought to heel, is in shambles. Twitter is under the control of Elon Musk. It's going to be a Donald Trump rematch, but without the establishment cultural powers at the level they were in the past several election cycles. So should be interesting, to say the least. But um I know Luke is the, is
3: the most sad about CNN's layoffs. I know. I need a violin here to, to, <laughs> to, to, to reel in this moment here. I can't believe, you know, we can't have so much greatness. Where else are we going to get the memes from? Where else are we going to get all the inspiration? from? Whoa, hold from? on there. That's we'll actually true. I, I know. That, you weren't kidding. We need the opposition. Yeah. We, if we, there's no CNN.
1: We need the hacks. We're not the hacks. I mean, I'll, what I, are we going to do? I, I guess I can make memes
4: about, about Luke. You can make me. Uh, you know, sure. He'll, he'll yeah. be the
1: only one else in media.
4: Yeah. I'll play the antagonistic idiot for you.
1: But the narrative machine is breaking. At a time when when we're going to see Donald Trump come back, the, the, the narrative machine is going full swing. They're saying he's a drag on the party. He's not. They're saying there was no red wave. There was. And they're 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 trying to blame Donald Trump and say he's got to go. When in reality, what happens is media manipulation, and ballot harvesting. The reason, And I'll stress this point, too. There was a red wave. Five million more Republican votes than Democrat votes. Sorry, that's just a reality. Just because it wasn't in the right places doesn't mean that there was no red wave. But I get it. If you're arguing red wave meant a wave of victories across the country, agreed. If you're arguing that Republicans turned out in massive numbers, then they
3: did. It just didn't hit the places that mattered most. Did you see how the New York Post covered uh, Trump's announcement? Uh-huh. They put it on page 26, and their title was Florida Man Makes Announcement. What? That's how wow. they covered they, Donald they, Trump's announcement. They're
1: all terrified of this man. They're saying, look, at the same time, they the are— the New
3: York Post, New York Post, I mean, they're the ones that broke the Hunter Biden story. Sure,
1: sure, sure. But at the same time that these media outlets are claiming Donald Trump is done and it's over, they're also claiming he's a dangerous insurrectionist who must be stopped at all costs. We get it. I see you. They're terrified. And they're just... They're, they, they, here's what happened. The first time around, CNN and these other woke outlets went for the Trump is evil, Trump is evil. Everybody stop, stop, stop. Well, all that did was embolden Trump. Now they're trying to play it cool. Trump? He's so six years ago. He's not cool. You like Trump? You're I so am. That's not going to work either. When Trump gets on stage and then starts going after these people, calling them out, people are going to laugh at it.
2: I think that even though we see CNN, MSNBC, these different outlets sort of sizing down uh, even th- as long as they can still get their message out and there's no or there's little competition against that message then then mission accomplished because they can put out a narrative, they can put out a story or they can put out some sort of spin and then go on all the socials where there's a lot of conservatives and people that are no longer allowed to voice back. And so, therefore, their narrative, their lies, their or the, their truth, depending on how you look at it, um, is able to take root in that way. And, you know, I, I don't see these like CNN actually making a pivot towards let's actually um, tell the truth. I yeah. mean, maybe now, every now and again, just for just just for fun they they will or maybe just water it down so it's kind of like fox news where you're kind of thinking you're watching the right you know the 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 actual news but you're not
3: yeah, yeah it, it's it's going to be interesting i just want to make a really quick point because uh, th- there is some uh, rumors that that cnn viewership did, did go up during the trump announcement And if you you look at CNN's viewership, it's pretty much reliant on Donald Trump. So now, will the corporate media get a revival from Trump, or will they ignore him? How will this play out? I don't know.
2: 2,430,000 views, CNN, as compared to 5,157,000 on Fox, as compared to- For last night? Yeah, for the Trump These are last night ratings. Yes, 1,127,000 for Newsmax
4: and this is cnn's owned by warner brothers discovery so it's i think at this point which is owned by BlackRock, state street you know international marketing firms and investment firms and i think that they're using it as like a form of impact investment at this point the cnn news brand they're just going to use it to 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 spread their ideology and uh let the company be damned like they'll let it go under and and dissipate they got bought out you know i don't know when uh, tw- oh, this year. Warner Brothers bought them this year.
3: This is going oh, to be interesting. Go. Do you see Trump giving a revival to the media? Press one in the chat. Press two if you if you don't see that happening. Because I'm curious what the people think out there. Because I, so, I don't know. It could go either way here.
1: So this is, uh, what was it? Last night, CNN had a total of 2.43 million viewers at 9 p.m. Kennedy had 5.157. Wagner on MSNBC had 1.8. Uh, so let's do this. Let's go back. And then we'll take a look at uh, if Adweek loads. I don't know; the website never loads Monday to see what their ratings are. Maybe it won't won't actually allow us to see it. We'll see what happens. But I'd love to compare.
3: There's a lot of ones in the chat. A lot of people. Take a believing. look at
1: this. The 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 views were double the day before. Uh, um, the day, the views were half for Hannity and for uh, uh for for CNN. So.
4: I, I have a feeling that CNN is going to lean back into Trump stuff, but I don't know if if uh, ratings is so, what's going to sell for them. I think that they're using it as impact investment. They're they're looking at it as a loss. They don't want money out of it. They just want to change people's minds to get them to support the New World Order. So,
3: so just really quickly, when uh, the news came about that missile strike in Poland, I automatically had social media up, but just to be just to be aware of everything, I was like, let me just turn on the TV, see what they're saying. And I went on Fox, and on Fox during this key important breaking news moment, they had. An anchor celebrating his own birthday, talking about his achievements. Wow. Right? I went on MSNBC and they were talking about we need retribution, we need to act right now. And then I went on went on to CNN and they were talking about can you can you guess Donald Trump and January sixth during wow. this key moment. And they weren't breaking the news. They weren't talking about what was happening in Ukraine, in Europe with Russia, with this larger war at the G twenty. They were talking about Trump and January sixth. Uh, and I'm like, really, this, this is, this is what I'm tuning into. This is insane. I get more reliable news on Twitter than I do. Of course, the corporate media. I'm also
4: looking at these layoffs. And then I, I've been noticing the last week, Amazon is about to lay off 10,000 employees. Yeah. That'll laid off 11,000, 11,000 Twitter Twitter. laid off half their staff, which is a slightly different situation. Well, it's, it's, it's a shrinkage of the economy right now because of what we did for the COVID money print scam or scheme, whatever you want to call it.
5: Plus. um and
4: now we're starting to see like 10,000 people what in the heck that's a lot of uh lay- there was a bunch of corporate layoffs were you guys following all these corporate layoffs in the last over the last week well i mean cnn and vice cnn voice, voice is there amazon i'm trying to get a yeah, list, meta, I saw a list of, of a meta oh you know what i really want to know about this is a little off topic but larry and sergey the guys that created google and now alphabet where are they what are they doing They are in control of the world's largest media apparatus ever created, and they were supposedly a free speech advocates, but are they just gone full technocrat? Like, where are they? Full technocrat, probably. Living on an island somewhere, in the largest giant mansion ever created with a smart home, and they're just like, whatever.
1: I like to imagine that the rich people built a city underwater called Rapture, and they're all experimenting with uh gene editing technologies we need you, splicing dudes, technology. you guys
4: you bought youtube man you yeah know. but ian
1: they, they've been down in this underwater city for so long and the gene splicing has, has mutated people and the society collapsed so they're living in the shit. isn't shower. that a video game <laughs> <laughs> that bioshock is one of the best games ever yeah that's a video game but yeah, it's the general idea is um galt's gulch the powerful elites basically leave let the, let, let the system rot because it's gone astray and people want stupid things and then the people who are productive dip out. I don't blame them. This is what we're- is, is, Idiocracy. We, 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 you know, we talked about this the other day when we talked about the exodus from cities. Think yeah. about all of the people who fled New York or California because of the COVID policies or whatever. That's a brain drain on these places. The most productive mm. people are moving to Texas and Florida. Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, Texas. Yeah. So they're going to bring all of that enterprise and ingenuity into these other states. The economy of those states is going to skyrocket. It's going to create this new, I don't, know, I don't know what you'd call it, but um, effectively, like a, a, a business rush, there's going to be new opportunities, new money, new inventions, new tech, and these other blue states are going to turn into wastelands. They've
3: lost their top, their top talent. Where are you, Michael? And where do you see things going financially as well?
2: Well, obviously, there's a, a massive um, contraction happening. Um, I was just out for the, the past month and a half all across the country. I, um, all over really um, and 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 you see it everywhere the 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 hurt the the economic hurt, whether it's gas prices or people just going to the supermarkets um, I don't see us going in a good uh, direction economically because of the system and because of what we 're not doing um, as well as the things that we're doing I don't have a positive outlook on on the economy Uh, unless and i know that that's what we everybody's trying to do is get people into these positions of power that can then create a system and make the changes that we need to make so that the economy does work for everyone because i think the way to peace and prosperity and and happiness and joy and good things are is when people are happy and productive and they're doing things and you know pursuing happiness pursuing the things that they want to pursue when you have people that are trying to figure out how am i going to feed my kids how am i going to keep the lights on it's going to get cold in the winter wonder how i'm going to heat my house that really takes away from uh, the things in in life individually and and collectively that then create a society where we can start to gain those levels in the simulation and and get higher up in this instead of everything burning up and breaking down let's
1: let's talk about the cultural stuff so so watching cnn and these other outlets fall apart uh is good because they're narrative machines but one of the most Mm. important things that's often overlooked by the right conservatives libertarians or whatever is creating culture that inspires young people so right now with you here we have a lot of people chatting how they're huge fans of the misfits but you're also here challenging the establishment i'm curious your thoughts on how do we create an anti-establishment uh Cultural apparatus, and more importantly, how is it that so many anti-establishment musicians just flipped and went full pro-war, pro-lockdown? That blew my mind. How that? How, how did that happen? Yeah. Well,
2: I think that, and and it's not just because I'm here. I think that you and and your team and everybody here is the perfect example of what needs to be built for this parallel economy or these parallel structures that will push. Uh, that will build what what needs to be built. Not only do you do this sort of thing and ha- have conversations about all, all of this, but you're so cr- you're you're creating shows and music and entertainment, all these different things. Um, and intention has a lot to do with that. Your energy and where where your perspectives and your 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 friends and your um your colleagues, where they're coming from, they're coming from a good place, and so that resonates. Um. You know, so I think that that's that's, that's a good thing when we, we see these CNN or MSNBC, when we see the viewership going down and these companies starting to shrink in size, that's a good thing because we can fill that vacuum or we need to fill that vacuum with these things that, that we're building. Well, so,
1: so one of the reasons we here at TimCast.com become a member are focusing on cultural investments, like Pop Culture Crisis is uh, a show very similar to this format, hosted by Brett Dasovic and Mary Morgan, but it's pop culture, because we were like, not everybody likes politics. We want to create a show where we can build influence in other areas. Tales from the Inverted World is Hunter S. Thompson meets The X-Files. And of course, we're doing music. We've, we've got some skateboarding and, and, and rollerblading and scooting plans. We're doing this, though, mostly because I'm looking at Yo, know, like some of the bands that I grew up listening to that were basically saying F the machine are now saying, yay, the yeah. machine. Yes. Like, right. how did that happen?
2: Well, I think a lot of that comes with ignorance. I think a lot of that also comes with um, <sighs> people like us. And I, I hate saying that, but, but people that um, it, it takes a certain person to say, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I'm going to take this position about whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me go see if I'm wrong, and then spend time fi- finding out if you're wrong and, and recalibrating your position if, if it needs to be. Because doing that, you gain knowledge, you, you're able to articulate your position. You know what you know and why you know it. Um, and not just, well, you know, because gender queer book told me that, and so therefore that's the way that I feel. Uh, but in order to, to do that, I think that there's certain, you know, morals and integrity that, that needs to be built into uh, someone. And that goes into a whole conversation about parenting and, and everything. But, you know, with the with the musicians in, in, in the entertainment industry, I think a lot of it is certainly is ignorance. But also, I think that there's some people that perhaps they might, well, I know, I know that there's some people out there that know what the truth is and know what is kind of going on but there's 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 fear and there's selfishness involved in it because they don't want to lose anything. They don't want to lose their contract, they don't want to lose, they don't want people saying bad things about them on their Facebook. Oh god, forbid they lose their Facebook. What would they do? Oh my god. And so and so they just go along to get along. Uh, regardless of, of what their heart is is saying, you know the believers believe. You know when, when you have the Holy Spirit inside you and you have that discernment, that at some point if you continue, if you just keep rejecting that, your heart hardens and then you don't hear that anymore. And so you're able to just go full on um, to, you know, any any port you you want. Um, and so there's a lo- there's a lot of that in the entertainment industry. There's a lot of that in the in in the music industry, because everybody wants to be popular and loved, yeah. and be that person, and have the lights on them. That's what it's about, and will take any route they need to to get there and hold on to it. Same thing in politicians. It's no leaders. It's po- it's po- it's power. You people, you know, you you want that power. It's difficult to take a position and find yourself completely alone, like or to if, feel alone, and
1: if these bands. Uh, shout out to the Offspring for firing their drummer because he was unable to get vaccinated due to medical condition. If bands like that stood up and said, sorry, guys, all of our shows are being canceled uh, to all of our fans who spent all of this money. We, we are unfortunately unable to do the show because the venues won't allow our drummer in. What do you think would happen when five million ticket holders call Ticketmaster all at the same time? Ticketmaster is going to be like, why is our system breaking down? They're going to contact the venues and be like, what are you doing? Why are these shows getting canceled? And they're going to say, well, we, we told the offspring they weren't allowed to have their drummer in the building. What are you what? We have a contract. Well, well, the government passed the law. Then everyone's going to start calling up the local governments. What are you doing? We got five million canceled. Contracts are falling apart. If one band just said we will cancel every show. It would cause a chain reaction that would make it all the way to the point where large lobbyists and investors would be standing at the desk of the mayor of New York saying, I will destroy you politically unless you fix this problem. And they'll be like, "Okay, okay, we'll rescind this. But no, the whiny, pathetic establishment losers, the offspring said, "Uh, how about we just fire our drummer of 17 years when when we've our families have hung out together? Screw him. I'd rather make money and fire him. These people are fucking pathetic.
4: Okay, now I'm swearing. You're right, though. I mean, at least that was a pathetic move. I don't want to judge them their personalities because I don't know them, but I I think it was a weak move. If anything, they have so much power to control culture. I said this. I've said this
1: about a lot of things. I
2: agree with you. I agree.
1: Patreon. They 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 banned this guy Robert Spencer. He's he's an Islamic scholar and he's controversial. I guess I'm not sure. Not Richard Spencer. Robert Spencer, different guy and the reason was if we don't mastercard made us do it if we didn't ban him then we'd have to shut the whole site down and i'm like i dare you yeah to i dare mastercard i dare you to have the hundred million plus subscriptions on the site disappear and have each and every one of those people calling you on the phone asking you why you did it but no one has the balls to actually be like i'll go for it let's see what
4: happens there were some performers that would refuse uh, to play. I think, did, did Dave Chappelle do that? Was he like, I'm not performing if you're going to have a vax mandate? Was he one of those guys? Uh, I, I know Chrissy Mayer wouldn't, wouldn't perform. Look, not man, that she's at Dave Chappelle's uh, fame yet, but I mean. I think, I think Crowder and Ruben were explicit. I'm not sure, uh, they said they moved venues.
1: I think it was Ruben specifically. It was like, we won't do a show here and moved. it." I'm not sure maybe it wasn't Ruben.
2: Yeah.
0: But
1: um, look, I like Joe Rogan, but even he said, Here's what we'll do. I'll give you a refund if you didn't want, if, if you didn't know that they were doing these rules. And perhaps the argument is that there were contracts that locked Joe in. And if he canceled, it could have caused him
2: major damage or something like that. But it's just like... But that's, that's the, I understand, I understand that there's a, there's a lot at stake when you take these positions. However, I... I agree with you that if some, like Offspring or some of these larger acts, I mean, I I didn't play the Whiskey A Go-Go for that reason, because they had a a vaccine mandate in the city at the time, and I I said that I I didn't want to play to a segregated audience, nor did I want someone to make a decision, a medical decision like that, to come see me. That's crazy. And so I just said, I'm not going to do it. When things are different, I'll I'll go back. And I I did. I just played there a couple weeks ago. Cool, Um, But... I wish I had that power to, you know, like the Offspring and some of these other bands where if they just stood up and said, we already have so much. I know. And, there's, yeah. and all of their fans would, not all of them, but a lot of the fans would get behind them or at least say, well, what do you mean? And then you can have the larger conversation, and that would then put that pressure on the record companies, on the management companies, you know, on the lawyers, on and all of the the system that is the industry that pushes back on these on these things. Let me let me tell you.
1: When, let's, let's go back to that earlier segment where I was making fun of Trudeau meeting his hero. And uh, the Elon Musk thing where he almost cried when told about Neil Armstrong, the first album I ever bought was Americana by the Offspring. The first tab book I ever got was Americana by the Offspring. The second was Ixnay on the Ombre by the Offspring, followed by the tab book for Ixnay on the Ombre. And then, of course, there's Ignition. Then, then I said, wow, I better go back even further. I got their uh, Smash was obvious, yeah. right? So you're a fan. Uh- yeah, this was the first, this, this was the band that got me into music. This was the band that, um, at the time, all that was, was, all we had was pop. So whatever was on the radio was what it was. Didn't know anything. I didn't, I didn't even know the names of these bands. And then my friend said, listen to this, and handed me an Americana CD, and I learned all the songs, and I still have them on my playlist. I love all of their 90s stuff, and some of their 2000s stuff, and I even like a lot of their later stuff. And then, what a letdown. For them to be at a point where I think Dexter sold the catalog for like 30 million or whatever, to be so rich, yeah. you want for nothing. Yeah. And then to look into the eyes of someone who's been there for you for 17 years, yeah. their drummer, and say, get out. Because cold. I, that's, that's, that's the dirtiest, most vile, cold. Uh, inhuman. It's and cold, it, man. Th- not only that, they could have actually just been like, bro, they're not going to let you in the building. I'm sorry, but don't worry. We will get someone to play with us, but we're not going to let you down. You're good. And we'll, we'll do studio stuff with you. And that's still, in my opinion, not the strongest thing they could have done.
0: No, But I'd I, still be like, yeah. I get
1: it. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans want to show. You don't want to let them down, but you're not going to leave someone hanging. Instead, they were just like, later, bro. And, and the crazy thing about this whole story is yeah. that Pete Parada is the drummer. He's awesome. He's done work with us. His doctor was like, I recommend against this because of the, the potential right. medical condition you have. That's and he right. goes, Okay. And then they're like, Get
3: out. Yeah. Yeah. It's dirt. And man. if he These would have listened to them, he could have got seriously hurt or could have died. Right. But they still and wanted to to force him to do that, to stay in the bad. That That is cruel. It yeah. is absolutely evil. Uh, Jim Brewer, I think, did it the right way. Whenever yes. people were discriminating against somebody, whenever a venue had a vax mandate and were segregating people based on government compliance, he said no. I'm not going to be performing here. I'm only going to be performing at places that don't discriminate against bodily autonomy, against individuals deciding their own pathways, their own life. So shouts out to Jim Brewer. He was a real one. We should get him on the show. He does incredible work, and I love his work anyway. He's a yeah. funny guy. He's, a, he's a leader an incredible man. guy. That guy's Jim. You are awesome. Yeah. Jim's incredible. Shout out to Jim. Cause, cause as much as we criticize these horrible people, we got to shout out the good people and promote them and all the good stuff that they do as
2: well. Yeah. Brewer's tremendous. He's got a great heart. He's a family man. Uh, he's great. And, and absolutely has, has taken the, the right path in all this and, and obviously has a hilarious perspective on it that he puts in his routines. Uh, but
5: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. I,
2: you would think certainly that somebody like Pete, you know, who played with these guys, came up with these guys. There's a brotherhood when you're on tour with somebody and you know, you're in a band like that. Um, Maybe it was 14 years. I,
1: I don't know. Was it 14 or 17? Maybe it was 14 years. That's a long, that's a long, long time. Know, not a big difference. It's a long but time, and it's not just
2: being on tour. It's not just the tour thing and playing in a band. Families and friends. It's your whole life. It's your whole friggin' world. That some, And then all of a sudden, it's just, well, see you later, dude. Yeah. Dude, you got to look up Pete Parada on the internet, the face, the picture of his face. He's like,
4: it's awesome looking. He's hitting it so hard. He's on the drums. I'm trying to figure out when he joined the Offspring. Uh, officially Great joined Face to Face in '98, and then Offspring in 2007. So that'd be about 14 years ago, 15 years ago. The guy's amazing. 2007, yeah. yeah, 15. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah, I was thinking like, wait a minute, did I give him extra
1: years? Maybe it was 14 before or so. that, he's with Saves the Day. I, just, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that story when I heard it, because uh, because like my attitude is. If something happened like that, and my response was, okay, well, we're going to keep you know moving forward, I wouldn't terminate. Like If I had somebody who was working for me for six months, I wouldn't fire them. I'd be like, you're cool, dude. We'll figure it out.
2: Yeah. That's you know, crazy. I, and that's a scary thing. The people that you think have your back in, in the past couple of years, at least in my experience, and you know, I've lost people in my life that walked away from me that I, I've known for decades you know 20 years people that i was very very close to that again because of the pressure because of well i might lose my facebook and because you know i don't know you've gone crazy or you know people that no people that fell for the delusion that believed the delusion and the lies knowing me like knowing who i am and and knowing my heart but then saying yeah no well we're going to go with 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 this whole thing um, and and we're going to, that's, that's a, that's scary. That's like you, when you hear stories about, you know, when the Nazis rolled into some of these, the different cities where just overnight, you know, the pogroms, these people, they went to school together, they were family and then all of they're dragging each other into the streets and they're ripping their clothes off and they're beating them. That's, that's where we're at. It's almost like we're practicing for it. And it's just we're doing it online because essentially you're assassinating people. You're killing them. You're, you're, you're ripping their whole world away. Everything is gone. All the people that you love, the, your business, these things that you've worked, for, gone. Boop, gone. And, and, that, and, and we're doing that in, in, in that synthetic world that's, that's, that's built. And it's not very far from, from the reality, the physical part of this. Let
1: me, let me, let me just uh, let's multiply the concerns here, the fears here we used to have brick and mortar stores. We still do, sort of. You, mm. go, you drive down any main street in old cities, what do you see? Most of the stores are closed. Yeah, It's true. There's, there's, there, first there was Walmart. Now there's Amazon. It's all online. Yeah. So people start building their businesses on Twitter, Facebook, and Google. I knew a guy who would sell things on his web store and all of his traffic came from Google. People would search for something and he would be in the top five. Google changed their algorithm one day. His search dropped to the second page his business evaporated. There's no second page. Now here's where it gets crazy. Many people are building businesses on Twitter, Facebook, and Google, selling things, promoting things, being commentators. Oops, you got banned. Your business is erased. Imagine this. When we live in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse fake reality that he desperately wants us to live in, and you create a store with a virtual environment that sells t-shirts and people can walk in and they can buy stuff and they can chat, and then Mark Zuckerberg walks in with a smile on his face and says, I'm deleting your store and then you're gone. Mm -hmm. Everything you worked for ceases to exist like that. You have a brick and mortar store. It's a lot harder to do. You go into the metaverse with digital business, they can ban you outright. We launch a store. We sell t-shirts. We got a t-shirt pinned. You can buy it if you want. The company that hosts it could just erase that store instantly. And then we're not selling any products. It is a nightmarish potential future unless we stay conscious of what's happening and
2: fight for for rules. Where this crypto story comes in, Right, we we see the dollar coming apart, our economy coming apart. We see this what's happening with with, with uh, FTX, FTX. Um, and 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 now that there's going to be the big push for the the cryptocurrency regulations and everything. They got to get their hands in that, and, and cash isn't going to work. And we need these regulations, and we're going to attach that to the social credit score, and we're going to take away everything. That's in this physical, all the brick and mortar, gone. So that then, that ultimate control. You say something that is not part of the narrative. You say something that goes against... You're, whoop, you're gone. Well, sorry. What? what are you, you going to do? Two things. Do you, know you know how you're to mind. grow corn? No, no, no. Don't worry about it.
1: You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will live in the pot and you will eat the bugs. You will eat Z bugs. My eat. favorite meme right now... Okay, well, what, I shouldn't say that, say that. But like a meme I really like is the chicken that says, I will live in the pod, I will eat the bugs, and I will give you eggs.
4: That's a good one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Chickens are great. You're talking about female human eggs? Are they going to be chickens. harvesting people's eggs no, to reproduce chickens. in a laboratory? Yeah, right now you are, but I wonder the metaphor extends to the next 70 years. Those you know- goofy little things run around eating bugs, living
1: in their little pod, and then we, you know, Kim goes out there and she collects all their little butt bounties. Crack them up and have breakfast, sprinkle a little black pepper on them. Mm, can't be beat. Yeah, i raised chickens, too. Yeah. How many
4: chickens you got?
2: Well, I, we just had a weasel attack. So we're oh, down. No. We're, yeah, I raised ducks, too. And, and weasel got in there big time. So I, I lost upwards of nine ducks and three chickens. Oh, so my flock brutal. is down. What my percent of down. your
4: flock was that? Uh,
2: about 30 percent. One that weasel. Bummer. Yeah. We, it was actually two. My wife saw two. A team my, of weasels. The, yeah, a team of weasels. Oh. They were working together. Mm. Wow! It's yeah, yeah. They call people some weasels. kind of auto defense <laughs> <Yeah>. turret <laughs>
1: that can identify what a chicken looks like. Yeah, You're using an AI and it like it pans past the chickens and sees the weasel and it's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, like it's crazy. Cra- recognition, airsoft, it,
2: it, it gets so know? frustrating sometimes. That you just uh, at least not you, but you know me. I just say well, let's just burn it all down. I just want to burn the the whole barn down. It's it's it's, inc- it's incredible. Such a little little creature can cause so much damage. Yep.
1: Yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had a snake get in a couple times. It was eating Ooh. eggs. But the chickens were mostly fine. Yeah. The, the bigger issue we had is that um, Roberto Jr., mm. who is uh, uh, you know, the son of Roberto, obviously, and he's in charge. His mom died. She had uh, oh. ovarian cancer. Oh. Yeah, yeah, nothing we could do about it. We just didn't know that she just had cancer. We didn't see any signs. She died. Then we got into the, the vet, got it checked, and they were like, there's nothing you could have done. It just happens.
4: Yeah. It's yeah I think you're you're burn how you're saying sometimes you get so frustrated that you want to burn the barn down. A lot of people are feeling that like sociologically like they're so frustrated with the system and yep. a lack of hope that they say burn it all down. But yep. like then you you get a chance hopefully you get a chance to remember how awesome it is to be alive and this experience of love and pleasure and like learning and protecting people other life <clears throat> and it, you're reminded that it's worth keeping around. Uh
2: Yeah, that's a a good that's a good
1: note, Ian. It's a good note. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members only show coming up for you about 11 p.m. Should be a whole lot of fun. And uh, let's uh, let's read what you guys got. Kenneth Hart says, no way, Michael Graves. Man, it was so cool exchanging emails during Bush's reelection campaign. What changed? How did you evolve from there?
2: Um... You know, I'll be honest with you. I started to work uh, more and, and get involved in the in the the military sphere of things and, and talking to soldiers and really becoming aware of of what was happening um, with with the war and and in you know September 11th after what happened with September 11th and great work like Luke Randowski had had done and learning. The, the what was happening with with nine eleven really started to wake me up. I, I fell asleep when those towers came down, and and I w- li- was living close enough to to where I could see the smoke in the sky uh, to to New York City, and I immediately became in in entrenched in the in the propaganda and got angry and got mad and and forgot a lot of the stuff that you've been you know you've been following Luke for a long time. I, I know Luke. Yeah, of course, sure he's a hero, yeah. OG. Oh, first first YouTube channel to be
4: demonetized, I'm pretty sure. Bill Ottman was telling me one time he was in like New York and at some rally and he was like, dude, Luke was on a a statue. Like
2: right. We are going to the building. Right. And right. 11 like, yeah. <laughs> right. was an inside job. You know, you would always see you know, I, I. Well we had ten thousand uh, you know people, including family
3: members, rescue workers, survivors of Not Eleven asking for some serious questions to be answered. And we were all over New York City without a permit marching and
2: not an easy thing to do during those times man no no Ooh.
3: there was agent provocateurs There was people trying to of course make us uh, seem like we were crazy or, or spread yeah. disinformation and bad messaging there's a lot of cast sunstein types but uh those days we were in the streets there the internet wasn't as prominent people didn't have cell phones that you could interact with they had flip phones so during those days we had to do everything in the streets we were bullhorning Uh, We were giving out leaflets. We were giving out DVDs. We've been doing that for for such a long time. And and the streets is where it was at.
1: We're going to read some more. We got Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, you know, I'm game. I learned lots from going out earlier this year. I'll knock on doors and harvest the F out of ballots. Not for Republicans, for MAGA, for America. Folks, we got two years we can still win. That's right. Make sure you check. In, I think it's 26 states, there's regulations on how on what, how many you can ballot harvest and if you can. In some states, it's like you can only bring in ballots if they're your family members. There's many states where there's just no regulation at all. So people are literally just going door to door like, I'll take it from you and they'll just take the ballots and go drop them off.
4: Is it actually called ballot harvesting officially? Or like do they call it ballot collection? Because harvesting it, sounds dirty.
1: Yeah. I mean- it, it's whatever you want to describe it as. Okay.
4: But they're like uh, designated, designated.
1: designated um, what is it called? If, if, in, in a lot of states, they have like a designated agent or something it's called, where you sign saying this person can, can take my ballot from me. You
2: know, Roo really says like the, the Democratic ground game, right? That sounds like a ground game sort of thing. And I always hear a lot about how... Uh, you know, you have to get into the, the Republican, you know, Frank Kavanaugh, uh bass player, Filter, who's a good friend of mine, is always talking about that, about, you know, getting in at the at some sort of level where that sort of ballot harvesting thing um, could be implemented. Hmm. You know, Waffle Sensei says really disappointed.
1: Daily Wire is losing the plot. How so? Well, oh, I saw did. that super chat. I didn't understand,
4: though.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Are
4: they, like, anti-Trump or something? Is that what it is?
3: Uh, probably. I'm going to look at their website now.
4: I think Candace said she's going to be interviewing him again at some point or wants to. Mm-hmm. Donald. Weird. Okay, what do we have? Jay says, did you guys hear that the New York lawyers who threw
1: the Molotov at the cop car got disbarred during the not peaceful George Floyd protests?
0: <laughs> uh, I
1: didn't hear that. I did hear that some woman got sentenced to six years. And also, in the video I did talking about how they're going after Trump for the 14th with the 14th Amendment, I pointed out how Joe Biden basically his campaign assisted the 529 insurrection and there was a story and it's absolutely hilarious. I think it was NBC. That said something like uh temporary barricades removed and damage to church after peaceful protest becomes destructive. I was like, "Wait, what?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> peaceful protest. All right. Depends on who's doing it is how yeah, how it's see. characterized. Yeah. Right. Dan
1: Brockman says, uh, Michael, famous monsters and American Psycho were huge influences for my band, Screaming Torso, from 06 to 08. Please look us up, SoundCloud. Our album is called There Will Be Torso. Thank you, Michael. Screaming Torso.
2: I love it. <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, yeah, man, dude. I'd, we, we'd go skating, and they'd be blasting your stuff. Like, my friends would just put it on, and it's, we'd listen to that and a bunch of other punk rock stuff as we, as we went to go skate at the local parks and
4: stuff like that. How did it work? Misfits had been That's... around before you joined the band? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Misfits were formed nineteen seventy seven, Lodi, New Jersey, by Glenn Danzig, uh, Jerry Only. Uh, they broke up in eighty one, I think, something like that. And then they really gained popularity f- f- from bands like Metallica. You know, Cliff Burton, the the bass player, always had the this, the skull on, and uh, like Rob Zombie. And um, so when I got into the band, it was there. There was a lot more legend behind the band than than anything else. They only had really only had played a handful of shows, and, and so everything was sort of word of mouth. Um, yeah, yeah, so I got in the band in, in 1995. Start like writing fresh,
4: fresh stuff when you hit, or did you play a lot of the old catalog?
2: When we first went out, we did a, a tour called The Resurrection Tour, and we did like every song they ever wrote. Hmm. You know, It was incredible. It was like 30, 40 songs, I think, a, a night, uh, back to back, wow. back to back. One, two, three, go! Jeez. And then we, we would go. Crypto wow. <laughs> Crypto Rat says, "Michael, your music saved my life, brother. You
1: are one of the greatest poets of our time. New oh. album soon."
2: Wow, bless you! Thank you very much. Again, see, I'll I'll take that over, over, you know, fame and celebrity or nice fancy cars and everything. I, I'm I'm so blessed that, like I said, I just came back from this tour. Um, in, in the United States, an acoustic tour and, and I hear that all the time. I hear that that these profound stories about people's lives and the things that they've gone through and and how they've overcome or or what they're currently going through and for them to then say that my music or something that I've created is has affected them or it's it's bound to them in some sort of way is just is is it? That's treasure in heaven. That's not treasure down here. It's an amazing, amazing thing, and it 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 really helps propel me uh, forward. And, and right on, man. So that I don't just hide in the woods and never, <laughs> never show my face again. Now
1: keep it up, Seth Weather. Says shameless self plug. Our Let's Go Brandon Christmas wrapping paper is back for 2022 with new designs, and it won't let me post the post the full link. Dot, uh, dot com. That is the Seth Wezer. Weathers there that Seth Weathers. Weathers Yeah he
4: was on the show Love we, you, Seth
1: We gotta get some of that We should order some of that Yeah. The Let's Go Brandon Rap, And Let's then uh, I can send out presents To my family members And see who gets triggered What was the, <laughs> what
4: was the website again? Yeah. Uh, com. I think com. I'm gonna do the hammer thing
1: Sent, I think uh, at officialmichaelgraves.com,
2: I'm gonna sell hammers. Well people are <laughs> Pelosi we, we, hammers.
1: We made jokes about like banning hammers and like hammers with tactical forward grips and like sights <laughs> on them and stuff like that. People start making memes. All right, let's see. Potatoes for Seamus says Surge Feetcast IRL.
5: Oh hey. <laughs>
1: What's up? Hey, What's I'm up? Still alive, guys. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right. Grim Pickens says, All right, hear me out. What if underwear man is corn pop? You know, he'd be too young. David De Pap. too young to be corn pop. Yeah. Mm. What if Paul Pelosi is corn
4: pop? Ooh. Now we're, now it's making sense. That's actually a conspiracy theory. <laughs> that the
2: Pap guy has corn this, pop. for in in my mind has this weird resemblance or something that's that's similarly strange, strangely similar to the to the FTX crypto guy. Hmm. i don't it's know why right?
4: though those ftx dudes were doing a lot of drugs he would i read
0: reading yeah, he would encourage like the, his employees the, to
4: try different drugs yeah maybe it's something in the eyes like that that you know the, they
1: have the crazy eyes it's something
0: hmm.
1: pluto the ninth says mr graves you're an incredible singer started listening as a teen and had american psycho on repeat for years My four-year-old son loves it, too. Can you say giant spiders prepare to take over for Abram?
2: Giant spider, Yeah, giant spiders prepare to take over. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. David Toronto says, Why are there
1: no pictures of Paul Pelosi after the attack? If they tried to blame it on a right winger, wouldn't they want people to see he was hurt?
0: Yeah. Or they
1: can just say whatever they want. People believe it. Yeah. He's charging that dude with attempted murder. Yeah. He's pleading not guilty. Okay. All right, what is this? Uh what we got Ryan Philpot says just saw the Misfits in Dallas with Danzig. Jerry Only bassist is my cousin. No matter who was the singer Misfits rock, I'm excited to see Graves. Is yeah. uh so so Danzig rejoined or what?
2: Yeah, those guys buried the hatchet for um and and are are have been doing shows for for a couple years now. It's like the called the original Misfits, so they got you got Glenn, Jerry, and Doyle. Um, I don't know who they have drumming. They, they they had Dave Lombardo from Slayer drumming for them for a while. Do they,
1: do they play your songs too?
2: No, 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 no. They they don't they're even just, mention me. It's kind of, you know, but just the I, I'm original sort of memory songs. hold. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's old stuff. I think now they're doing like Walk Among Us and mm, I think, yeah, yeah.
4: Do you retain the rights to the stuff you wrote while you were with the band?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I go out. I, I play it. I'm, I'm going to South America of, uh, in about a week and a half, and I do Famous Monsters. I do American Psycho, Famous Monsters back to back. Cool. So I I, I I still wave the flag. People love the music. You know. but it, 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 those guys getting me back in the in the. Can you imagine if if. You know, I'm kind of under under the radar right now with with what I'm doing. For them to to get me back in the band and do like American Psycho, Famous Monsters with those guys, I, I, it wouldn't work because of all the the BS that would come with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Balian says, when even Marjorie Taylor Greene voted for McCarthy, my positivity on Republicans doing anything meaningful fell to zero. I get it though. MTG wants to be on committees. She wants to be able to actually get something done, and so they're probably saying, look. Don't go up against the RNC. Give them what they want, and they'll give you something back. I kind of just think the GOP needed to go in and be like, "Nah." But we'll see if uh, if Marjorie can get things done. Look, I I, I trust Marjorie Taylor Green. So that that one that one threw me for threw me
4: a little bit. I was like, "Really, man." Is it just like a big group of of, like a fraternity sorority type thing where they're all they all know each other and it's all kind of understood like Mitch, you got this, we're not gonna turn our back on you. It's
1: probably more like the people who have been in the party the longest and have been in office longest have more control over over funding and who gets money and how it gets spent. So they basically say, I'm gonna be party leadership, vote for me, otherwise I cut your funding and you don't get reelected and we go up against you. Look at what we did to these candidates and these candidates, and then they're like, Okay, okay. So someone just needs to be like, eh, I'll take two years. I guess the problem is everybody really, really wants to be in, in, in office. They want to get reelected. Mm. Maybe term limits would be good. I don't know. Yeah, I think if so. If it were me, I'd be like, dude, you don't want to play a game of chicken with me because I'll go nuts.
2: Yeah, Like, I if I'm going to be here
1: for two years, it's going to be a really bad two years for you. It so how about a, we it, make it four years, but we kind of compromise there?
2: There's that, that sort of thing is very rare in, in, in people, in, in, in men and in, in women. I mean, you you see what what's happened in the past two years. Look at January sixth, all the pressure that came down on on, on people, and whether it's proud boys or anybody else, everyone just scattered. Everyone just scattered because of the downward pressure and because of you know the, the the fear. It it really takes a certain someone to stand on their their two feet and and be firm in their position and say no. This is the right thing. I'm doing this because of integrity, because of because of morals and my alignment. And I don't care what you take from me. That's the whole give me liberty or give me death. People don't understand that. Give me liberty or give me death. Take everything from me if you want, because it's not about me. I mean, to a certain point, it's about individualism, but it's about the people that came before us and what they did and what they built and sacrificed, and it's for the people that are going to come after us, my children, your children, everybody's children. That's
1: true. I don't feel like that's my motivation necessarily, maybe a little bit. Mine's more like I'm more willing to sacrifice than you are. You know, so if, 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 if somebody wants to get involved in a game of chicken... That's the game. The cars are speeding at each other. Who's Who's got more to lose? Who's got less to lose? And who's going to bow out first? I I remember I learned this important lesson from my dad when uh, he was driving his Wrangler, which was a giant hunk of uh, steel with, with, you know, rust holes in it. Yeah. And some luxury sedan was trying to basically cut him off and push him out of a zipper. And he started laughing. And he was just like, this guy's not going to touch me. <laughs> and then sure enough, the guy slammed the brakes on and we kept going. And he was like, you think the guy in that expensive car is gonna risk damage to it, I'm in a giant bucket full of metal. I don't right. care if someone hits it. And I'm like, that's a funny way to look at things. So when I see somebody come at me and I'm just like, bro, you gotta understand how leverage works. If if you know, right now we've got thirty one members, I think, of the House Freedom Caucus who are challenging McCarthy and good for them, but we need more people who are gonna be like, if I'm here for two years, I'm here for two years, you better work with me or you're gonna regret it. They might be able to come out and be like, we're going to campaign against you. We're going to work against you. We're going to ship you of committees. And I'm going to be like, then I'm going to make sure the next two years are, 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 are worse off for you for it. Or we can just say, truce, let's get
4: through this one and make it work. We know What I would do if I got into Congress, first thing, is I would get 432 headshots. Is that how many people are in the house? 432? And I'd put them on my wall, and I would memorize everyone's name and face. This is what I did in theater school. When the new class would come in, I was like a sophomore, all the freshmen, I would stare at their headshots and memorize all their names. And it created a community. So I knew everybody when they would walk in. I don't know. I kind of feel like they may- maybe were are just scared of you. Like,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm imagining walking to a school and like some dude I know walking up being like, hey, Tim, I'd be like, uh.
4: no, they were glad because they were all nervous and they were new. And, and like you can you can be be there for people and, and help people, you know, find comfort in these crazy high stress situations. And I think just being there for them, the people in Congress, they need that right now. They need like emotional support in addition to awesome policies like pulling carbon dioxide out of the air and turning it into graphene. Let's read
1: some more. Christopher Hunter says, "Yo, Michael, great to see you on. I'd love to bring you back to Waco again. It's been too long. Much love to Tim Cast and crew. Keep it weird, Ian. I went to Waco uh, not that long ago. Went and checked out the um, the Branch Davidian compound and got to see all the all the stuff there.
2: Me too. Yeah, yeah. tremendous. I was just uh, up in Waco. I did a private show. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I stopped by the the Branch Davidian compound there where they have the they have that church and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy to read all that stuff." Things the U.S. government is willing to do. And for what reason? I have no idea. (sighs) Mark Jones says FTX funded the Democrats. Someone needs to investigate and report. And uh, how much do you want to bet the Republicans don't?
4: Because they were also getting investments from FTX? Well, uh, a little bit. Reportedly.
3: Not as much as the Democrats, but they got a, they got a lot of money as but, well. They should, they should give back that money. The politicians who got the money from FTX right now should give it back to the people who had their money stolen from But it's from not them the politicians, it's the PACs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: The politicians are legally restricted on how much money they can receive from an individual. So what happens, so you get these super PACs that just take in $200, $400 million. And,
4: and it gets a little hmm. seedy because it wasn't just FTX. It was a company called Alameda Research. It was a yeah. sister company, and it was being CEO'd by Sam Bankman-Fried's girlfriend. And it was, they were, what it looks like is that FTX was funneling money to Almeida. Almeida was doing the investment for them. Donkey Paradise says, Timothy, with all due
1: respect, you know better than to give a pass on OnlyFans and the like. Just ask yourself, the whole crew, in fact, just ask each other, how would I feel if my daughter were doing this? My son supporting this? Horrifying much? An emotional con job evil. I get it. Um, The challenge is, would I want my family on OnlyFans? Absolutely not. Do I want to deprive the right of consenting adults to exchange in goods? No, I don't. But that's the difference between libertarian and conservative. Conservatives, of course, have no problem saying like, dude, we are not going to allow a society where women stop working as police officers and nurses so that they can become porn stars for subscription fees. And libertarians are kind of like, as long as you're not infringing on the rights of others, consenting adults can agree to do what they want. I don't know. What do you guys think about OnlyFans? As long
3: as there's informed consent. I, I think people don't know about the long-term kind of negative consequences, especially when it comes to online pornography. But there's also another argument to make here that uh, men wouldn't have access to women if it wasn't for that, that men's depression would go down, because of that. there's a lot of different arguments to make here, but it's a very complicated one, since this is such a new phenomenon that is taking society by storm, and it's really hard to quantify as of right now. But overall... Uh, I don't think enough people know about the dangers of pornography.
4: Yeah, I'm kind of with you about consent. I think it's a big part of it is, do you know what you're getting into? Mm. Here's here, Exactly.
3: Here's the challenge. Uh, this is based on
1: a story I did on Twitch. There are groomers who are going into the channels of, of young people and then offering them donations and money and subs in exchange for certain activities that grooms them into doing worse and worse things. Young Young people. Young people. So the the study found some of these are even prebubescent children, but they're typically like young teenage girls. Yeah, and so they'll say, "Hey, do a handstand." Hey, take your, take your socks off, show me your feet, and they increment and get it crazier and crazier. Mm. And what they're doing is they're grooming kids into becoming only fan porn stars. Mm-hmm. That's the that that's a major problem. It's one thing if like some adult is like, "Hey, I want to send some pics and get paid for it," and it's like, "Well, consenting adults." It's another thing when you have people actively grooming children for these things and it causes social degradation
4: yeah and then we're going to look in the metaverse and only fans can easily morph into like your digital avatars having sex with their digital avatar for money and is the kid even like 18 yet
3: well a lot of this boils down to the destruction of the family unit which is which is one of the key factors when it comes to the larger takeover of society yeah i was just sorry go, say, go ahead to, uh, uh, that for, was all
2: yeah uh, i was uh, i i i I have 3 children and uh I have a 13 year old and a 10 year old both have access to the internet and I know certainly what they're doing and what they're looking at and what uh so again it does it comes down to the degradation of of the the family and 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 the parents where 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 are the where are the parents That's where I I get kind of know the answer to that. I'm saying
4: I actually find myself to be a little uh, obsessively authoritarian about family life. I try not to be, but like I I used to be lax a days ago and do whatever you want to do, go do it. But then she starts, you know, it's stripping and like, where do you say no? Like, where do you draw the line in a relationship? Like, how informed consent? We don't have any of that. Yeah. All right. Yardbird says, unpopular opinion, and I don't care.
1: Michael Graves Misfits is way better than Glenn Danzig Misfits. I bought American Psycho the day it dropped, and I still jam it, jam to it this day. Thank you. There you go. Bruce so, uh, so Bolvaro says, if you pre-order Earth Simulacra 2, you get pre-Dementia Joe Biden for the Corruption DLC and Extra Campaign.
4: <laughs> I need to get pre-Dementia Joe Biden. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's a limited edition. Yeah, it's yeah, rare. He has that plagiarism ability. ability. Yeah, plagiarism ability. Yeah, you can plagiarize
4: <laughs> foreign <laughs> diplomats and rare cards. Well, can leaders. we
1: make a game like that? That'd be hilarious. It'd be a great card game. <laughs> Is I wonder if they can add, you know, into like Civilization, someone can make an expansion, uh, make like a mod. <laughs> That'd be so funny. A mod. A mod yeah. yeah, with a bunch of like modern world leaders. Um, uh, you know what? Just That'd let's be, be real. Tremendous. Think about how amazing it would be if you could play Civilization and play as Trump oh. or Biden. Or Obama or Hillary. <laughs>
4: That'd
1: be hot. Like, yeah. trying to negotiate with Trump and civilization would just be
4: hilarious. It'd be cool to play uh, as corporations and play G- as G- Klaus Schwab. E- B- You're G- going to give Pages. me all your
1: uranium or we're going to war. It's e- like, I would prefer to avoid that. I'm going to nuke you.
2: Be G- <laughs> and you can slap Trudeau.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I wonder if they they, they probably have. It sounds like a reasonable thing they actually have. Maybe there's a... Uh, no, they have to be able to do that. Maybe there's like a likeness issue or something or copyright. I don't know.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. Bree Sullivan says, Luke, you've said that we have to hold our politicians' feet to the fire short of an actual fire pit. How do we actually do that?
3: Uh, don't support them unless they actually are, are doing the right things. I, I think anyone—I I think we also have to culturally you know, make fun of people that, that worship politicians and then make them uh, their whole entire personalities. I, I think people need to be ostracized for saying— the politician is going to solve everything in my life. I, I think culturally that's important. I, I think also understanding our power and, and and building communities and networks where we aren't dependent on government is also another way to do that. Um, and I think being open to, to criticizing your own side and all politicians is another key step that's important towards not just going along with the cult of personality.
1: Waffle Sensei says, do you think Trump could beat Putin in a fistfight? Putin is like a trained assassin, I know, but he's so tiny and he acts afraid of Trump.
4: Oh, Putin would rip him up in a fight. Yeah, he's, a, so. because he's, a, he's a because he's because I think muscle. he's a jujitsu. Yeah, I think he knows a black belt.
1: Yeah, and um, in a in, in a fist fight, okay, fair point. If grappling's out of the question and we're boxing, I mean, that's a good question mm. because mm. Trump's got height and reach and mass, but uh, but. They're both
3: really old. They're so old.
4: Uh, (laughs) uh, Money's on the train fighter. No,
1: yes, I I agree. If it was a straight, straight up fight, Putin, no doubt, because he's got the grapple techniques. Yeah. Even if Trump Trump got the jump
4: on him with like a chair, I think Putin would still like take one and then be like, it looks like
2: Putin might be quicker than him too. He's just got to get on the inside. Yeah. Work the inside. Yeah, if he gets close. Get in close. Get in close. Trump's bigger though. Size
3: size matters. But like Tyson, you know, Tyson would get in there low. Trump could sit on him.
1: Trump would be like the Hulk or the blob in X-Men, yeah. and he'd like walk up and Putin would like hit him in the chest and Trump would just jiggle and go. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And they'd be like, oh no, you have to use special techniques on this guy. I don't know though. I, I remember when That'd that guy tried. It'd be a good yeah. fight. What, what if, what if this, what if instead of war, we had world leaders fight each other? That'd yeah, be absolutely. Yeah, That'd
4: be freaking yeah, great. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then yeah. all you, and then you basically just like, you want a world leader who's ripped and a well-trained fighter and who's got experience <laughs> in combat. And then land dispute? What are we disputing? This territory? How far in? Okay, here's the arena. And, and we Joe get,
2: Rogan's we, uh, commentating. We get Dana White to run the whole thing. Yep. They used to do like it, it, it out of necessity. Just like Rocky.
4: Two, two opposing armies would come up, and rather than kill each other, they'd be like, send their best warrior to the front. They'd duel whoever won would win the battle. Then they wouldn't kill each other, and they'd be like, okay, you've made your point. But when it, but now, then they invented ballistics, and now they're like, any, any monkey can blast somebody now. Yeah.
1: I'm in the middle of some important administrative work. Don't yes.
0: <laughs>
4: Quad- All right.
1: Back to where we were. Quad. We'll grab. A, we'll grab a couple more super chats. Lillian, Lillian May Briggs says McCarthy is the same as Ryan. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Juice Cyber Newtype says the media will get revived. Willing to bet certain investors will make sure they can while Trump runs. Perhaps, perhaps, but I don't know. I mean, what, what's what, Twitter? I'm also, here's what mm. I'm worried about. Meta is laying people off and on the downturn. Twitter is laying people off and people are questioning, you know, what's going on is going to last. TikTok's expanding. Yeah. interesting. But uh, go- even even Democrats are now talking about banning TikTok. So they better. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's just funneling all your data to China and then messing with
2: your kids. It's a mind control device, 100%. Yep. Literally, yeah.
1: All right. Dirt Nap 66 says, Tim, Biden is as a ghoul in fallout. I mean, it wouldn't take but a slight skin tone change agreed my friends if you haven't already would you kindly smash that like button subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com we're gonna have an uncensored members only show coming up for you tonight uh, in about 45 minutes or so you don't want to miss it you can follow the show at timcast IRL you can follow me at timcast follow the show on instagram timcast IRL we put clips up every day and uh, Michael do you want to shout anything out
2: Ah, uh, go check out officialmichaelgraves.com, dot uh, working on a, a bunch of really cool things. Also go check out uh, AmericanLibertyAwards.com. dot com. It's a project that I'm working on uh, with Matt Baker and uh, frank kavanaugh from 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 Filter. Uh, and more uh, information and things will come up about that as we were talking about uh, parallel economies and things that we can do to get culture back. american dot com. Are you on social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Deadly. And um, I'm on Gab, I'm on Rumble, Parlor. Again, official micrograves.com will have all of the different social sites that I'm on.
3: Sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Michael. This was great. And it was an awesome conversation. Awesome to have you here. Thank you. Um, as you guys know, YouTube and Instagram are giving me the business. That's why it's more important than ever. You guys check out LukeUncensored.com. I did an exclusive video there about what I'm doing to prepare. There's crazy times ahead of us. There's. It's only going to get crazier from here. I detailed what I'm doing. And you could join the conversation and my forum all on LukeUncensored.com. Check it out. Hope to see you there.
4: And if you guys want to go to Michael's website, again, it's official. officialmichaelgraves.com. Com. It's Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L-E, different than the way my brother spells his name, yeah. Michael. Great to see you, buddy. Thanks, Ian. And hey, guys, check out Cast Castle if you haven't seen it yet, TimCast.com. This week's episode is lit. It, I, it was an honor to have Coran Nemec
1: do a, an episode with us. I mean, he, he Parker Lewis can't lose, Stargate. um We had someone in the Super Chat tell me if, you know, a while back, they're like, Tim, if you're a fan of Star Trek, watch Stargate Stargate SG-1. I did. It's an amazing show. Korn of course, Jonas Quinn in the show. And so having him come here and, and do a bit with, with Ian was he, awesome. He's a
4: blast to work with. So fun. And I think it shows up in the in the movie itself, in the show itself. So Def- check it out.
2: Definitely got to check it out. I, I, we watched a couple episodes before we got on here. I had n- never saw it before. The Tremendous. one where Ian jammed stuff, up, really jammed,
1: uh, jammed stuff up his ass Was also very funny <laughs> Yeah that's <laughs> last week's
4: episode No joke And you should definitely check that out as well That was my yes. idea Yeah.
1: <laughs> you think we're joking That's actually Dance what he you...
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm the mind genius behind that
2: Just a heads up And iamster.com Hope you guys liked it today That was a good one.
1: We will see you all over at timcast.com Become a member And once a week we're gonna I don't even know if we're gonna do five people We're gonna try and grab just a handful Five A minimum five But maybe more of the people who comment on our members-only content, and we're just going to hit you up and be like, where can we send you some some swag and knickknacks from the show? And um, it might often be a funny thing. Like, you might get a piece of garbage. Like, nothing gross, but like, I don't know, like Luke's notepad or something. Or what
3: Ian inserted into himself. No, I would love to send you that. <laughs>
1: but like Ian's rocks or something like that, whatever. Whatever we're trying to get rid of off the table. Yeah. So uh, thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we will see you all over at TimCast.com. Cheers